Turn on the Jets film room. Sorry, Joe Blewett. We were pursuing these to dive at the ankles, which he does sometimes too much. Providing you comprehensive film study on the New York Jets. Howell sees that the playside gaps are clogged up. That was a really impressive play right there. That's, that's like a little stuff you see on film. Turn on the Jets film room is now in session. And welcome back to TOJ Film Room for the fifth edition of TOJ Film Room. We got some killers lined up uh, the last couple of weeks. Really excited about it. But before we get into that, um, make sure that you check out the last two episodes, like I said, with uh, Mark Schofield, who did we did two and a half hours on the Jets three quarterbacks, just film on them. Last week we had Eric McMillan on, uh, who was fantastic, and we broke down the entire Jets secondary. Or you know, most of it with him. I did a little bit by myself at the end because we got into you know, two-hour discussion on four players. But, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, also, make sure you're, you're subscribing on YouTube and on the podcast app. Uh, any ratings, reviews, really, we really appreciate. Obviously, we're not going to appreciate, you know, two-star review uh, or one-star, but at the same time, maybe you let us know how we get better. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to kill any more time. We are now joined by Marcus Coleman, uh, fifth-round pick out of Texas Tech, where he was second uh, All-American team, went on to have a decade-long career in the NFL, including six with the Jets. And most people remember him, especially from my age, so I'm a little bit, you know, younger. Uh, remember his, you know, performance against uh, the Miami Dolphins and that Monday Night Miracle you see on ESPN and stuff all the time. He had three interceptions, two in overtime. So the guy was just a beast. So we're, uh, we're appreciative of him, you know, joining us and willing to spend, you know, multiple hours breaking down film because uh, that's what we do here. So, Marcus, really appreciate you jumping on with us. I'm like, Thanks for having me. I, I love breaking down film. You know, I, I coach now, so breaking down film is – you know, I don't do it just because I have to do it, but, you know, I enjoy doing it. So it's always interesting to, to look at film and look at players, and you always find something new that you can pull from, from every film session that you watch. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're coaching at the college level too, right? Uh, well, no, I actually coach at the pro level, but it's, it's indoors. So I coach okay. in the, the indoor football league. Um, I just finished up this year uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers, my second year being a defensive coordinator. And, and uh, you know, we had a – you know, successful season. We just got done in July. We ended up winning the championship. So, you know, so far, you know, my off season's, you know, pretty good right now. So I'm still celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, hey, that's awesome, man. Um, especially like being, you know, you're, you're a player and then you get to work as a coach as well. So your life is just, you're just dousing football all the time. I'm sure you love it. And uh, we're going to get, you know, deep dives into some of this film. And like you said, you love it. So it's going, going to be pretty fun. And as you can see on the, on the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, just throw, showing his, uh, game-winning interception pretty much to lock up the game against the Dolphins on, on uh, that Monday Night Miracle. So uh, this yeah, where'd, is – yeah, Where did you dig that up from? <laughs> hey, it's YouTube. YouTube, this, this game is on ESPN a lot. You can see it on ESPN. So wherever, wherever you want to look, just, you just type in Monday Night Miracle on Google. You're going to find some videos of this, of this play. So um, found it here. I think you get the full game clip actually on YouTube as well. But, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's exciting for us to have you on, like, just like uh, Eric last week because – we're talking with two ex-defensive Jets players who, who were very good players. And so we're not just talking to nobodies. We're, we're really breaking down the film with, with professionals. Who knows it better than you guys? So we're really, really excited to, um, you know, have you on. And then, you know, maybe if this goes well, maybe if you want to come on to a uh, show where a Jets, you know, Jets game, something pisses you off, you want to talk about it, always welcome. <laughs> All so, right, appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, I'm so. Uh, for that. yeah. <laughs> so did, you, did you watch a lot of the Jets games last year? Were you able to watch, to watch most of them or how did that go? Um, I was able to watch a few. They they don't really, you know, down here we normally get Houston or we get Dallas or, or, or 
kind of the two main teams that we get. Yeah. And if we don't get one of those two games, just because of the scheduling, uh, we end up getting the Saints or, or somebody like that just because of the region. Mm-hmm. But I was able to catch a, catch a few games, you know, the, the few that I did catch. So Yeah, so just I guess like a preliminary type of, type of thought. Um, the Jets were going to be doing, because we did the DBs with, um, Eric McMillan, you know, last week we're going to do the, the wide receivers and tight ends with you because you're, you're one of the guys who was, you know, tasked with covering these guys. So, uh, like I said, who knew is better than you? So, just, I guess, like, overall thoughts about the Jets receiving core, um, like, the, you know, the games you did watch. We're going to talk about Quincy Noonwan now. So, if you have any thoughts on him, just some, uh, you know, any, any thoughts on the top of your mind about their receiving core? Well, I like Quincy. He was definitely the standout, you know, standout receiver, you know, within that group. I think everybody else was just kind of trying to find where they fit in. and I think some of those roles were, were a little bit, uh, you know, came with some uncertainty. And you can see that in their play, that you know, there was a little yeah. bit of inconsistency throughout the year. It, and I think that just, you know, more, that's kind of on the office coordinator, in my opinion. You need to figure out, you know, what your players do best and, and try to put them in the best position, you know, to make the plays that they're capable of making. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we as coaches and, and, you know, I've learned this and sometimes I've been guilty of this a little bit, but I try to stay away from it. We understand that we have a system, and the system may be successful and, and it works. However, you have to be flexible in your system and allow your players to be able to do what they're, you know, what they're best at doing. And, I, you know, just from the, the few games that I did watch, I saw sometimes whether it be some of the route combinations or, you know, some of the routes that, that the, the receivers were taxed with running, uh, they, the timing was either off or they weren't at the right depth, you know, things like that. And those are things that can be corrected. Uh, but it just, you know, you want to be able to put them in the situation where, you know, they're capable of making the plays. And, and sometimes, you know, that didn't happen throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Morton's gone now and they hired Bates. So hopefully he's a little bit better at that. It's obviously a West Coast system. So you're going to see more like right. spot concepts and spacing concepts and stick concepts and all the shorter type of stuff to get your guys open a little bit. Uh, right. And then the West Coast system, obviously, is a, it's, a, it's a nickel and dime type of, uh, offense, we're going to take, you know, short games, and then you're also going to take some deep shots down the field as well. So I'm pretty excited to see what, what Bates is going to do. I uh, had, uh, had some success in Denver, and we'll see what he brings to the Jets. He had a hiatus from football a little bit. But we're going to discuss uh, Quincy Nunwa first. He's obviously – he's my favorite player uh, in terms of the offense and what he can bring to the offense. A lot of people do like Robbie Anderson more, but I just think a guy who can play H, can play, you know, outside slot, inside slot, Z – uh, can play X, a guy who would literally do every single thing is a guy who's more, he's more mm-hmm. versatile. You can use him in a lot more ways where, you know, Robbie Anderson's more of a, just a deep threat at this point, but obviously just a deep threat in the NFL, it opens up the, uh, the underneath game as well. So when, you know, a cornerback is going to, you know, open the, his hips up, you know, two or three yards sooner than he would with a guy who's just an average speed type of guy, it opens him up a little bit shorter, but we're going to get into uh, a noon one now. And um, just, just in terms of his strengths, uh, I, I think, like I said, he plays everywhere. Like I said, H, inside slot, outside slot, X, right. play Y, big and fast, physical type of dude. And I'm just going to bring up a play, too, just to kind of like to, uh, you know, back up my point of how physical, uh, you know, how physical of a type of player he was. And I think he's 6'2", 225. So yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a monster. And I, and this is just a two-by-two two gun set right here. He's on the bottom of the screen. Uh, and just, and he, like I said, just the twins to the right, a little bit tight. And it's nothing huge here, but it's just a play to back up my point that he's crack blocking a, a linebacker who's 250 pounds, and he's actually able to, to hold him there. So uh, I guess if you could just talk about some of the versatility, if you see anything in this play, I, you know, obviously 
we're going to like how he, he gets nice and low, gets a good base, ducks his head in, gets low, good hand, looks like good hand placement, even though one's a little bit maybe too far outside. But what do you think a, like a versatile receiver like this does for an offense? Well, it, it does a lot. It, now you're talking about a guy that we're, we're just starting the running game, you know, for example, on this play, mm-hmm. you can get the connection, set the edge for you. Uh, and, you know, most of the time when wide receivers are tasked with blocking, they're more, more or less told to just kind of get in the way as opposed to, you know, as opposed to sticking their head in there and, and getting dirty. But, uh, you know, if, if you think back to uh, when Anquan Bowden and Larry Fitzgerald played together, man, we're talking about the same kind of guy right here, you know, tough, you know, really good blocker, uh, you know, you know, physical in the run game, and he can be used, you know, as an extra blocker. So now not only do you have your offensive lineman blocking, you know, you basically have more or less, you know, a, a fifth or sixth, you know, extra extra lineman, you know, in the game. So the yeah. fact that he can come in and, and block linebackers, you know, is huge because now it, depending on what play it is, you know, if you have a play where you're doubling those and you're trying to get to the backer, so now the offensive line can concentrate on getting up to the backer and, you know, Quincy is allowed to take out the other linebacker for example. Uh, yeah. So, so now, now the blocking scheme changes a little bit. And now as a defense, now you have to worry about, okay, now not, I only, not only do I have to worry about the offensive line, you know, possibly getting, getting in front of me and getting up to the second level. Now you have Quincy who can de- basically do the same thing. So yeah. it, it, you know, it gives you a lot of versatility. It gives you a lot of flexibility within the offense and it allows you to block, you know, the same runs, whether it be power plays or stretch plays, you can block them a, a lot of different ways now because you've got a guy like this that can actually set the edge for you or he can get to the next level and, and go up and block. Yeah, and even just something as simple as, like, like we saw in, like, the crack toss, uh, he's able to hold the linebacker inside. Where you, like you said, you see a lot of wide receivers in the NFL, and I watch, like, thousands of hours of tape at this point to just to get prepared for the show and do reviews. And you see a lot of guys just – they get in the way, like you said. They'll kind of just throw right. up their hands and kind of, kind of, like, check them with their shoulder a little bit, but they're not really – affecting the play too much other than to kind of act like a deterrent. Uh, but the linebacker still gets there. And even like with Quincy, New, even just like on this play, a guy who's like able to – this is the inside zone split, and he's able to, uh, you know, he cut blocks the, the defensive end. And <laughs> defensive end is literally, you know, flying in the air. So you see this a lot from Quincy. I like the aggressiveness um, too. It's not, it's not just his ability to do it too. He, he's actually um, – he's pretty, he's pretty willing. And I like to right. see that where he likes to, to uh, bring some fight to – some dudes I'm going to show that in a little bit I think it's a block on Lorenzo Alexander from the uh, Bills but he just destroys and then another thing that's good with his game um, we talk about you know he's physical he can block the ends and outside linebackers you know uh, whether it be a cut block or just blocking them heads up or you know crack blocking them Um, he runs all type of routes short routes you know deeper routes intermediate routes he also has some weaknesses don't get me wrong we'll get into some of the weaknesses especially with route running I think I think he I think he takes some false steps at the line at the uh, at the line of scrimmage with his release, where he's not really affecting anything with that release. But we'll get into that. But on this play too, like, again, it's nothing to really break down. Um, it's just like a you know he's basically just he's looking for the ball immediately because it's like a soft zone type of coverage, um, almost like a I would call this like a snag route. I don't know what you you'd call it, Marcus. Um, well, yeah, I mean we just call it. We I mean usually just because he's been in a little bit, we just call it either a bin or or a quick slant. You know, it's, it's okay. Same. Yeah. Yeah, same concept, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's – and we talked about this with Eric last week, too. It's so interesting to hear people's different terminology, too. You can right. Talk, you can talk to people unless you have the film on the screen. You, you could be talking about completely different things, but, me, like, the terminology is so crazy. But here he's just – he's trucking, uh, you know, Earl Thomas over, who's one of the, the best safeties in the league and one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the league. So just that ability to block dudes, to run dudes over. I'm going to bring up another play of, of him – 
um, in that aspect. And we're going to spend a little bit more time on, on Quincy and then we'll, uh, you know, go to some of the lesser guys. But, uh, you know, obviously talking about the wide receivers, you want to see some guys who could, who show, uh, show some ability with some yak and, uh, you know, who are probably, I would say, the best receiver on the Jets. And, again, I saw this video late. I recorded this probably two years ago. But I'm going to call this like another snag type of route or like yeah. an inward breaking curl or a stop route, whatever you do want to call it. But this is just a play. I don't know if you saw this, Marcus, but uh, the ability for some yak there. So not only is he a guy who's 6'2", 225, who block, you know, uh, linebackers or DNs who are 290 pounds, he also has the ability to turn the Jets on and, and you know, take a ball from the 40, uh, from the opposite 40 all the way for a touchdown. So. Yeah, no, he does. And, and, and you know, that was, you know, we, that, I probably classify that as an option route just because of where the, line, where the linebacker is or where the safety is. And, and uh, you know, some people call it a deep whip route. You know, it's just kind of, you know, find the hole and, and get open. But he does have the ability to, to get, you know, a lot of, a lot of yak yards and, and uh, you know, break tackles. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that I do like about him, you know, particularly on like third downs or things like that. Um, you know, I think he's the guy that, that I would look for if I were a quarterback, you know, I'd probably look for, you know, most of the time uh, just because of, of that ability to get those extra yards. And, and just to go back to the running game real quick mm-hmm. and going into the route concepts, another thing that helps him, you know, or helps the offense in regards to that is now if the linebacker, for example, if we go back to that double twin set, if the linebacker thinks he's, he's cracking him and wants the safety reads that, you know, he probably is guessing run just because of, you know, if he sells it hard enough, you know, he can fake fake the block, you know, and have a delayed release, you know, whether it be up the field or, or on a cross the right out. So now you've, you've created two or three or possibly four things now that the linebacker and the safety have to be aware of, you know, just because of, you know, the ability, you know, his ability to be able to block, you know, from, yeah. you know, from that standpoint. So, again, that just goes back to offensively. Now you can be more creative and have more flexibility in what you do. Yeah, well, it's just like a you know having a tight end, and that's why they talk about right. you know tight ends who could who could block and run because obviously you bring in a guy who can't who can't run block and he's he's flexed out wide or he's even in line as a wide, you're, you're probably not going to run to his side, even though obviously they're going to sometimes because you can't just completely avoid it when he's in the game. But right. it, it 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 gives the um, the defense they get to guess more. So if he like I said, a guy who can do all that is impressive, and this is another play. I think this is probably his most impressive play. Um, and he and he's just he, he's tight to the line of scrimmage here on the right side of the field on the uh, the field side, and again just just another it's another crossing route. I actually like the way he runs this route too because he sees this linebacker dropping. It, it looks like a linebacker at least I can't tell. It, it looks like maybe number thirty. So maybe he's a, he's a safety playing a linebacker role. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Safety down in the box. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he's playing that in that in, intermediate hook zone, and he see and Quincy sees him looking at him. And I like that that false step that like the false. Uh, you know, two steps to the to the uh, up the field to get the linebacker to open up his hips inside, and then allows Quincy Newton to to cross his face with that little almost like a club. Yeah. Um. And he and he clears himself inside. So that's one is a good route. Um. In my in my opinion, just by you know understanding leverages and and kind of getting the the uh, safety to react to what he wants him to do, uh, gets inside. And then the most impressive part is obviously the run after catch where people get to see this. I think he breaks like four tackles on this on this play. So like you said, you know, third and short or whatever it may be, getting that extra yard or two uh, means a lot. So another impressive play. Yeah, a very impressive play. And, and and as you said, you know, he did a good job of selling, you know, selling the same route. Uh, the the def- defensive player, you know, opened up. And the first – and really, you know, and just being a DB coach, you know, this is kind of like my pet peeve. You got to – I always tell my defensive, you know, defensive players, if you're covering somebody, make sure you complete the route with the wide receiver. So as soon as, as Quincy gives him the, the first mm-hmm. two steps, 
his head immediately goes back to, to the quarterback, which now with the club and, you know, with opening his hips, he allows Quincy to cross his face. And from then, as you see, you see the physical play that, that Quincy, you know, displays week in and week out and, and the toughness, you know, being able to hang on to the ball, being able to get those extra yards and, and ultimately going in for a score. Yeah, so – and it's funny. That's what we talked about a lot last week. Uh, and that was one of that was one of Tremaine Johnson's and Morris Claiborne's biggest problem when they were in man. You know, after those those initial read steps, they did take their read steps. They would frequently mm-hmm. be on their guy, and then you'd see him lose their guy because they would try to peek back into the backfield, and right. and, and it hurt. A, that, that was two of their biggest weaknesses. We talked about that a lot, and we talked about a lot about uh, this isn't necessarily the case, but opening up your hips your hips too soon and, and getting beat um, because of that because you're not able to squeeze that wide receiver to the sideline. Uh, is that is that what you teach? Do you teach uh, specifically defensive backs, or you, are you a defensive coordinator? Like, what is your what is your role with your? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm the I'm the defensive coordinator, but okay. my group is, uh, you know, I run the defense the defensive back group, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So my main thing is, and and some of the the players that I had this year, one of the, the the things that we actually had to work on during training camp was not looking at the quarterback, and and I say. You know, and that's why I try to explain it to them. Make sure you run the route with the wide receiver. You complete the route, you know, complete the route with the wide receiver. And once he gets into the route, then he, when he looks back, then you know you can look back. So mm-hmm. you, you have to go all the way through, not, you know, just you have to go past the, the first initial, you know, recepts, two or three steps that you have. Uh, you have to make sure you complete the route with the wide receiver and then you can, you can look back. Yeah, I've seen some guys, um, like the only example I really see of guys looking back before the receiver looks back is if they have them like squeezed tight to the sideline. Right. Type of deal where you really, where you're really, your hips are tight, you have your hands on them, and you can really feel them. I, I see that, um, you know, sometimes, but when you're, when you're looking at them, especially in the, in the middle of the open field, let's say, you know, if it is like a, a whip route or like a dino stem or a rocker step, right. something like that, you're going to lose them. Uh, if you don't lose them, you get past your appearance because you're going to be holding them. So, um, right. yeah, that's, that was, that's a big uh, – that's something I watch a lot. I watch a lot of uh, Mark Parsons. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a defensive back at, uh, with the Texans with the Saints in the, in the early 2000s as well. He does a lot of good videos. He uh, teaches a lot of that type of stuff. But, yeah, so going, going on to um, another play, and this is just when I kind of talk about the, the aggressiveness of uh, Quincy Noir. And this is with the run after the catch. I'm going to bring up another block as well. But he's a guy like you see. You see a lot of receivers who, once they're once they're coming to the to the end of their of their run where they know they're going to go out of bounds or get tackled, they kind of ease up and they don't really bring the boom. And we right. just and we see it here on this it's a jet sweep, and he he trucks over. I, I think it's a linebacker. No, it's a safety. But safety. I, yeah, yeah I, li- I like that aggressiveness to, to put his head down there and truck over a guy because one, yeah, maybe he gains only an extra yard. But the next time that safety comes up to tackle, maybe he thinks twice, comes up a little bit uh, too light, and then, and then Quincy's able to get get by him. So, well, yeah, that's that's just you know another element to you know to his game where mm-hmm. you know whether he has the ball or, or doesn't have the ball in his hands, he, he makes sure that he he lets you know that he's there. So you you know whether he's carrying the ball and you have to come up and tackle him, or if he's coming up to block you, you you're gonna know that you know he's gonna give you everything that he has. And, and I, and I like that, you know, I don't really like the, the wide house that, you know, unless you're just to the point where, you know, you can't get anything extra, you don't want to do anything that could possibly, you know, harm yourself or, or, you know, if you're just wasting energy at that point, you know, I, I like the aggressiveness, you know, going in and whether it's half a yard or one yard, if you can, if you can put this shoulder down and, and get another yard or two, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's better for the office. And particularly if we're talking about third down, so now it's third and one or third and two. But if he can stick his head in there and get another yard or another two yards, you know, 
most of the time he's he's converting to third down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is just that, that this is the play I was talking about before, where uh, it looks like Quint he's 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 like an H back here. I'll call him an H back. Now he's not really he's not in line. He's right. not a receiver. Um, and I would call this a bench route. Um, yeah. So this this is that aggressive nature that I talk about, where it's second and it looks like second yeah second and ten. And he's probably not going to get any extra yardage here, Fitzpatrick is, as he scrambles out to the left. And right. uh, the linebacker is, is chasing him down. And, again, that, that shoulder drop in there and laying a linebacker out who probably has 30 pounds on him. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good physical play. And, and actually, I mean, if, if – and I'm not dogging Fitzpatrick here. I don't want you to think that. If Fitzpatrick had Dude, maybe a little bit more athletic you, ability – you, you could dog Fitz whenever you want, man. I'm not <laughs> – I am not a big fan. <laughs> He probably gets another, you know, another three or four yards possibly because actually Christie does a decent job of sealing off the DB here before he actually, you know, turns around and cracks back on the linebacker. So uh, he almost got a two for one here, which if you can get a player, you know, if every player that's, that's potentially blocking can, can do, you know, this type of things for you. So now we're talking about, about gaining extra yards, converting third downs, you know, making – uh, second down manageable if, if it's the first down play you know if you have a guy that, that can do these types of things and display this kind of toughness you know, it, it only makes it only makes your job offensively when you're the coordinator calling plays and, and executing and possibly scoring you know a lot easier so just a quick question for you just I'm, I'm curious um when you were you know when you were in the nfl did you prefer to cover the these shiftier uh, small guys or were you more a fan of guarding the guys like quincy who maybe not be as crisp of a route runner who are big and, and physical? It, it really it didn't matter. We were assigned both, to tell you the truth, uh, especially in, you know, during that time when, when for example, like the Colts had Ray Wayne, you know, and Marvin Harrison, or, yeah. uh, you know, when, when the Patriots had Terry Glenn, um, you know, so it just, you know, in, in Miami had a Rondé Gatson. Um, I can't think of the other name, the other wide receiver's name, but he was more shifty. Uh, than, you know, than a big guy. So it just depended on what the game plan was at that time. It really, you know, Aaron and I really didn't matter the way it was myself, Aaron, or, or Ray, you know, whoever Belichick lined us up for, you know, on that particular week, that's who we studied and who we covered. So I really don't, don't I didn't have a preference. Yeah. Uh, you know, facing a bigger guy was easier. I'll say that just because I felt like most of the time I was probably a little quicker and I was just as big. So, you know, it played to my advantage. You know, the shiftier guys were – you know, a little, a little more of a challenge, which I liked, to tell you the truth. I, I probably wanted that challenge more or not than, than just being out there covering the big guy. So. Yeah, now were you – and this is something I always see too. What, what kind of, what kind of uh, cover were you? Like, did you, did you like to get up in people's faces? Like, were you aggressive jammer? Did you like to do, like, some soft shoe techniques? Were you, you know, a catch man guy, an off-coverage guy? Or, or was it more assigned, like you said, by like specific week and, and the coaches kind of tell you what they wanted you to do? Well, no, we, we, well, we were actually, you know, we had the freedom to play the way that we, you know, that was comfortable for us. Uh, the only thing that, that we were, you know, told to do, if anything, if we had a game where we matched up, that's the only thing that we were told. And we were told to study the guy and, and you know, that's what we cover. I like to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hard jam that much just because it, it can kind of get you in trouble a little bit. Um, you know, I was, you know, I would play catch a little bit. Sometimes I'd soft press, you know, and shoot, uh, you know, and I actually probably like those two better just because I would line up and make it look like cover two or, or two man or something like that and give the impression that, you know, I may, I may have help over the top or give the impression that we are in zone coverage 
and you know and end up in man you know end up playing man to man. So you know I, I used to like playing that little mind game you know with the wide end and the quarterback because usually the quarterback will come out and you know as you know they come they look over the defense and you know if I look like I'm in cover two and the safety is kind of aligned with me then he looks to the other side and he sees something totally different then he's wondering what we're in now. So we so we yes and we used to we used to work on that at practice. So it just kind of depended you know depended on who the opponent was and and who we played, and, and we made those decisions during the week. Yeah, you see that sometimes with uh, corners who, when they, when they do that press, uh, especially if they're pressing with two hands, they press and they miss on that press, and their hips are like locked, right? Um, and you're not able to flip them, and you see that you see that problem sometimes. But I agree, you know, it's I think it's it's definitely good to change up your technique because both guys come to the line with a with a you know with a plan, and when you when you don't change it up, they're gonna have that plan. They're gonna just beat you silly. Um, right. Especially for a guy like, and I always I, I see guys a lot uh, open their hips up too too soon and aren't not really work to keep their hips square. And if you know they're going to do that, you can you can beat them pretty easily. You know, with, let's say you're going to release outside and give them a hard jab outside, cut back inside because they're going to open their hips too early. You're going to have that freedom to kind of cross their face as they work to get their hips back inside. So if you change it up, they don't know what you're going to do. I, I think that's yeah, it's, it's effective. I, the only thing I don't really get is um, when people pre- when they do soft shoe. They don't mm-hmm. even – they don't uh, get their hands on really at all. Like, I don't really see that right. work too, too much just because you're giving them free release. You're letting them get into their stem. You're not disrupting the stem. But, okay, let's get into some other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to happen. I'm going to talk about this for an hour, and then I'm not going to get oh, to no, it. That's cool. Uh, so, and this is just the ability with, with the strong hands. And one of Quincy's problems is with his game, this is obviously a fantastic catch. He doesn't really jump too much, but he's still able to get the ball uh, fully extended. Actually, almost goes through his hands. But he's able to make some circus catches, which is good. But one of the issues with his game is that he drops the, the ball or some easy balls, some concentration type drops. So we're going to show that a, a little bit, but I just wanted to show some, 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 of, like, some of his highlight type of catches. So we'll just see. Yeah, and that, and that just comes with practice. You know, you know, every ball that comes to you, whether it be, whether it be the, the easy ball outside or, you know, I see a, I see a lot of wide receivers drop you know, hitch routes, you know, one or two yard hitch routes, and those are easy to catch. Or, or, you know, the slant route that's put, you know, the quarterback puts it on them, you have to be able to make that catch. And those are the easy catches. You you want to make the hard catches. And the thing that that is frustrating to a coach either way is they see you making the hard catches and then you lose focus and, and you drop the easy. And so that's just that's just a consistency thing, and, and that's correctable. You know, that's not something that, that you worry about too much. Yeah, I see. You see that problem a lot with uh, Terrell Pryor. Actually, when we went over, actually, we'll go over a little bit of his film. But he has a tendency to not look the ball in and, and try to get that yak before he even catches the ball. Right. And obviously, you got to catch the ball before you can run with the ball. So uh, that's what that's what happens with Quincy sometimes. But still, he's able. To, he makes a lot more catches than um, than, he, than he doesn't. So I'll just bring up one more play. If uh, actually, yeah, I'll bring up one more play. So. Uh, this was, I don't know if you saw this game. This is probably his best catch of the year. This was actually, I, I think this was just a deep over route. This is more of like, I just put this on, on uh, Twitter just to uh, impress some people seeing this catch, but that's just freaking fantastic, man. Yeah. You imagine being that safety, you think you're about to get an interception or whoever it is. Is that a safety or I don't know what his name is. I yeah, can't safety. tell. Yeah. It's yeah. A safety. yeah. No, I know. And, and, you know, it's partially safety as far. He needs to, you know, take a more direct line to, to make that, to make that play, but it's, yeah. it's a great play. I mean, being able to, to, to track the ball where it is. He's got a linebacker in front of him. He's got his hand up. Uh, it's actually it's a great throw, too, in, into that tight window. But, you know, having the ability to, to track the ball in with, you know, with somebody in front of you waving their, you know, waving their hands and, and being able to pull it in is, you know, that's, you know, that's an exceptional catch. That's the only thing you can say about that. That's one of those catches where 
you know, we would say, okay, yeah, you just kind of charge that one to the game because it was, you know, it was just a hell of a catch. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I was having a couple of uh, adult beverages during this game. And I remember like, oh, God damn, you know, the Jets caught an interception. What the hell, man? And then, like, they were like, oh, first down, Jets. I was like, what the hell? Like, how did that even happen? And, <laughs> yeah. in, in real time, I don't know how, but I'm assuming as a coach, you, you get on your player for this. Yeah, you want to, you know, like you said, take a more direct route to the ball and extend your hands. Don't let the ball right. get your body. Right. You know, so uh, fault on the on the uh, DB there, but still a great a great catch. And another one I'm going to show. I think uh, just in terms of some of his, and this is only we only have like two more plays, and we'll get into some of the weaknesses. But this was one of the plays that actually went uh, over overlooked a little bit. Nobody really on. There's not really a lot of film guys on Jets Twitter, but uh, he's on the he's on the inside right here, and he's, he's a seam route, um, or you call it like a skinny post, maybe. I yeah. probably just call it a seam route. Um, I think he's just trying to find that, that soft uh, spot in the, in the zone here. But the ability to make the catch, too, and, again, this is, this is Vincent Ray, who's another linebacker, 250 pounds. And it's ability to make the catch, pull the catch in, and truck over a linebacker while in the air. So that's just like that strength that, that we see from him. Just like, that's just pure strength. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's you know, kind of the antithesis of his game. Uh, you know, the strength to, to pluck mm-hmm. the ball out of the air and, and, you know, and make the tough catches. And, and – Honestly, the linebacker's in, in decent position right there, to tell you the truth. You know, he, yeah. you know he, he's covering the seam, you know, doing his job, and like they were playing a little bit of Tampa, uh, which, you know, allows him to run down the field. But, you know, Quincy has the ability to make those tough catches regardless of who's around. You just have to continue to be consistent in doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is one of the – I'm going to bring up the strengths of his route running. And obviously with those bigger guys, um, or at least in my opinion, the, the, obviously, yeah, the press is – getting off the press is good when you're strong. But I, like, one of the biggest advantages is at the top of that route break when you're able to lean into the DB a little bit and break right. off. Right. Uh, and, we, and we see that a little bit. He, he's in the slot right here, just another two-by-two two, uh, gun set. They're stacked on the top. That's regardless. It's not Quincy's game right now. But it's a nice physical route. Um, look, what's it? It's a sale concept. Um, mm-hmm. at least, yeah, so it's a sale concept. So I, I like, one, how he's getting physical with the defensive back there. Uh, to to give himself you know a, a lane to run to the outside, so that's good that he gets that contact. It's completely legal because within that five yards. Um, and then another part of it, you could, it's very very slight, but you could see him leaning a little bit into the defensive back right there and put his hand on his shoulder and push him away a little bit. So you got to take advantage of that size, and I, I think he does a nice job there to uh, to open himself up and get and get open there, and he makes the catch uh, right here. Yeah, he does. Um, and as you said, initially, you know, defensive back, even though he stays in front of him, he doesn't really move his feet, which allows Quincy to, to just power through him. And then once he gets to, you know, the top of the route, the, the, you know, the, 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 I'm assuming that's the corner. He does recover. However, just because of how big Quincy is, he's able to – and it doesn't even have to be a big link. You know, once – you know, if you think about physics, you know, you know, leaning – you know, the smaller defensive back going against Quincy, just a slight lean and as fast as they're moving – would throw the DB off track and create that separation. And that's, you know, that's, you know, what Quincy does here. You know, he yeah. does a good job of, mm-hmm. of leaning in, you know, getting the guy off of him. And it doesn't have to be a short-breaking route because he's already created that space. So now he can just naturally roll into the route, you know, as he did, make the catch. Yeah, and like you said, even if it's just slight, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to complain. I'm not a, I'm not freaking Bill Nye, the science guy or anything like that with these uh, numbers and stuff. But let's just say, you know, it takes you, you know, 50 pounds of pressure to cut off that back foot to be able to get on that route. Right. Even if you're just putting, you know, 10 pounds of pressure on you just to make it more pressure that you have to generate yourself to get out on that route, you know, it, it helps. It helps. So, and yeah. he's, he's in the slot right here. This is a, just an empty set, three by two to the uh, field side. And so people, people differ with, calling, with what they call this route. 
Some people call it a um, a pivot route. I call this a whip route. Whip I, don't, route. I, call it, yeah. I call it a whip route, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so a pivot route for me, if he was to break vertically here and kind of just turn around and go to the outside, that, that's a pivot. Right. When, he, when they break to the inside, then cut out, That's I, I call them whips. Yeah, that's 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 the same way I call it. So okay, cool. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Hey, that's having a, a NFL player back me up is uh, that's good with me, man. <laughs> so and this is well, this is some of the good route running that he does and the ability that he has to to make some decent cuts as a it's just not consistent. Um, right. But but he you see him drop his he, maybe he's coming into a little bit high, but regardless, you can see him really drop his his weight there. And the important thing about this is how you see him get that inside foot um, turned turned inside and he's allowing him his hips to to um you know to turn back around where if that foot came out and it planted just straight parallel towards us or, or came straight towards the cylon there's still pointing towards the cylon it's going to be a lot harder for his hips to open up so it's going to you're going to have some dead time at the top of that route or at the at the break of that whip route so i think it's important that he gets his foot back there drops his weight look like it's probably almost like not that's probably not good for your leg to be honest but uh pretty good pretty good route there so Oh, let me, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Right. I'd, I'd like to see his 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 legs or his hips a little bit more underneath him, uh, okay. coming out, you know, coming out of this route. It's no different than if you if you have a corner and his hips are to the sideline, mm-hmm. uh, and he's running up the field, and the wide receiver runs a comeback. You know, the first thing, you know, the thing, one of the things that I teach is make sure you know you throw your elbow and get the head around. You know, it's the same you know principle when if you're speed turning, you got to get your head around first, and the body follows. So in this in this instance, when you're playing wide out it's it's the same you know the principle you know applies the same way you want to keep your hips underneath you stick that foot in the ground throw that elbow and get the head around and, and break back out you know and, and he does he still does a good job of doing this and getting open mm-hmm. um then you have the that the the db is looking straight at the quarterback you know coming out of the break with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah it doesn't hurt either but you know he does do a, you know do a decent job of getting in and out of the route uh, you know, so he can have have a chance to make the catch. Yeah, what you're saying for the the people who you know, it's it's you don't like how he's kind of almost like sitting in a chair there, where his where right. his chest aren't over his feet. Yeah, um, right. You want you want to try to you when you're wide, wide receiver and corner are, are essentially. I always th- I have thought of them as you know the same. You just have one guy that knows where he's going, another guy doesn't. However, mechanically, they're pretty much the same yeah except one guy's just doing it running backwards the other guy's just doing it running forwards you know as well but in regards to getting in and out of breaks uh whether it be breaking downhill comebacks or breaking you know and this is from you know both ends if you're the wide out breaking breaking downhill on the on a comeback if you're the defensive back breaking down on a comeback or if you're trying to turn or 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 spin out of a whether it be a whip route or a pivot route the mechanics apply apply the same way throw that elbow get the head around get out of the route make sure you keep your hips underneath him uh, underneath you stick that foot in the ground you know and get and get in and out of the route so it's you know the mechanics you know from a wide receiver and a defensive back perspective are, are actually pretty similar as i said one's just going backwards you know and one's just running forward do you do you take offense to the uh, comment that defensive backs are just wide receivers you can't catch <laughs> no because honestly uh most of us most defensive backs that i know we actually played wide receiver we, yeah. we went both ways yeah. tell you the truth so no i don't get offended by that you know i, I you know i've always been one of the guys that thought i had some hey. of the better hands on the team anyway so <laughs> look at look at Revis. uh you make you can make plenty of money playing defensive back in the nfl now anyway and i think uh i'm more of a defensive guy anyway so i like i like corners uh more so but yeah and, and we talk about you know and I hear like a lot of coaches, you know, low to lower, getting your feet over your toes. And you see a lot of DBs at their back pedal. That's one of their problems. They don't keep their, their chest over their toes and it's right. really break back. But uh, this is, I think this is, he's on the bottom of the screen here too. And it's just, just a double move. 
um, against, I think that's Gilmore. I think he's the only guy on uh, the Bills defensive back at this point with dreads. So I think it's Gilmore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's a double move. And it's, it's, like I said, it's a little subtle, but I like the fact that one, he's getting his head back to the quarterback to sell the defensive back that he's actually just breaking out on a deep out route. And he's right. also, and he's also getting his hips out too. So we, I, I see sometimes receivers run this route, but they're not really opening up their hips to the sideline or they're not selling with their eyes. And defensive backs are so smart that they're, they're going to pick up on, okay, you're running a double move and stick with you. Now, like you said, it is a problem that right here, Gilmore looks to the quarterback. You got to get your hands on the receiver before you do that. So he, he screws up here, but still, I think a pretty good route. No, no, no. I, I like the ride. And the main thing in this ride that you touched on is he sold it with his hips. You know, the, the head didn't get all the way around, mm-hmm. but the fact that because I always, I've always been taught and, and I teach my, my defensive backs, keep your eyes on the hips, you know, keep your eyes on the belt buckle all the way through the route. So the fact that he at least turns his hips and kind of sells it a little bit, uh, you know, makes it, makes it a good route. So now once Gilmore sees his hips turns, he's, you know, automatically assuming it's, it's, it's an out route. Uh, and again, he makes the mistake of looking back at the quarterback too fast and not finishing the route. And Chris is able to, to, you know, you know, beat him on the play and, and make a good catch. So that's, I thought that was actually a good route. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to pl- play this, this catch for you. This is what you're talking about with, I had to bring it up. It's a, it's a defensive back, but you're, you're a defensive back. So I just want to pull it up. For you. It is what it is. <laughs> so, and this is what you talk about. And, and I was talking about this last week with, with, uh, well, I think he's one, he's a, he's a tiny bit high there. Uh, but so, this is – I don't know why this happened. This happens a, a decent amount of uh, defensive backs in, in the NFL, but I think his eyes might be low there. But then you, uh-huh. I think they come up a little bit, and you see him really uh, – Amari Cooper just gives him a really hard stab outside. And really, it's a beautiful route. Um, just because you see how low his hips are, how low he's dragging that back foot, allowing himself to open up his hips yeah. really low. But you see Claiborne, and he look, look at his eyes and hops outside, give, give him the inside. And that was one of Claiborne's biggest problems um, – last year so yeah the well if you go back to the beginning the the, the first mistake Claiborne makes is you want to take that six inch re-step because mm-hmm. and I actually teach that uh you know we call it the squatter squatter uh, squatter slam concept um you know squat is if you're you step you know six inches with the outside foot so now that's when you're playing cover two or something like that where you're where uh you want to try to play outside leverage or if you're playing man and you're playing outside leverage and slam is you know, is when you, you step with the inside foot. So now you take the way inside and you play a man from the inside. But what he does is the step is too big and it's elongated is, is you let it play a little bit right there. So now he's locked. So if he takes it, you know, the step doesn't have to be that long. The step is only – you only want that step to be four to six inches. And it's mainly just a reminder step that, okay, I'm playing inside leverage. If he takes that smaller step and shuffles, you know, with Claiborne – excuse me, with uh, Cooper – when he's, he's making this initial outside move, he can shuffle back. He may not necessarily be inside, but at least he'll be on the top field shoulder of the wide receiver, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it still keeps him in position. So he does, you know, initially he's low. You do see his head go up. So now he's looking you know, at, at Cooper's, you know, upper torso. And so now when he does that and he's already locked out, he can't get back now. So that's, you know, that's what I see. You know, and I see it yeah. see that with a lot of defensive backs. The, so, hip, the hips don't lie. Yeah, the hips don't lie. <laughs> you know, on, on both sides. So you either locked out and if you're the wide out, they tell you where you know, you know, nine times out of ten, they tell you where he's going. So, you know, I just like to see Claymore take a, a shorter a shorter read step here, not lock himself out and be able to stay square. 
so he can stay in front of in front of the, the release. Yeah, and, and you see, I'm sure you see it a lot too um, with with the guys you coaches and uh, that. I know, I know Denard Wilson, the Jets defensive back coach, he, he teaches kind of like that false step you're talking about. I'm not exactly sure what you just called it. Um, like that kind of, not like, it's not like a false step, but it's basically yeah. just, it's, 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 just re, it's kind of like a read step. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So called a read step. And that's basically just to prevent you from, from, uh, you know, hopping. And a lot of guys, you seem to spread their right. feet on a scrimmage and, they right. kind of, they're, and they're already sitting back. Uh, they're sitting backwards and you don't have great balance there. And like you said on that one, his, his hips already one, they're, they're locked. And two, he's opening up to the outside, so you're opening that gate. So if he was running a vertical route, good mm-hmm. receiver is going to take that that hip opening and just stack you. Uh, right. So you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't love. I, I think Clay, he's a good, he's a good corner. I think he's a miscast as the number one corner. Um, but I think this year being being number two guys, it's uh, it's good for the Jets, especially because uh, Tremaine Johnson's a, a pretty freaking smart player. Like I like watching his game a lot. But yeah. the last play of a, of a Nunwa, and this is we talk about the aggressiveness and all this stuff, but this is just um, effort and. It, this is this is like almost like a it's like a fake fake inside zone. It almost it almost right. looks like, and then it's like a, with a swing route to to Blau Powell and, and Quincy's coming uh, as a crack blocker, or basically just like a almost like an alley blocker maybe. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not a crack blocker, it's an alley blocker. And he initially cuts the defensive back who gets right back up because he actually lands on, gets pretty lucky there. But this is the part of the game I love. You know, he's not just gonna he's not gonna lay down all crap. You know, he got back up, not give effort. I love the fact that he gets back up and is diving to to make a, a block on that uh, defensive back. yeah the defensive yeah. back so yeah and I, and I did, I like that that's that's one of the things that that I preach to to all my players I can't coach I can't coach effort no coach can you know no coach that's ever coached in, in at any level can coach effort and honestly initially he does a good job of, of getting on the defensive back but you know as you said DB got lucky. Uh, you know, has a chance to get back into play, and just just the effort, just a little bit of effort that that he gives here, you know, gives you know gives Powell a few more extra yards. So just you know, that's one thing that you can't coach. You know, that's either in somebody, you know, in somebody's DNA or it's not. And, and I love seeing that. You know, that's you know, I, I would rather have you know a guy that's you know has average or a little bit above average talent gives me effort every single time than a spectacular player that that you know gives you know, less effort than, than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't stand when a player – like, they don't give effort. One, you're, you're in the NFL. Like, obviously, I'm not an NFL player, so I can't speak on it too much. But you're getting paid a lot of money to do what you do. So you want to play balls to the wall, you know. Um, right. And especially it's – a, it's a short career, as, as you know. It's, you play a decade, but still, 10 years of your life, is, it's not much. So really right. capitalize on that, you know. Uh, yeah, and you got to take advantage of it. And I think sometimes – some guys just get complacent with just being there as opposed to, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting to be good or wanting to be great or, or uh, you know, wanting to take advantage of that opportunity. But here's the thing, the same thing that got you there, you know, if, if you have effort and you give effort and, you know, you, you, you know, you work to be a smart player, you work to be a good player, that'll keep you, you know, keep you around. Now, regardless of how much money you, you get paid and, and how, you know, how far up the ladder you climb in regards to, you know, contracts and where you are, yeah. you start giving less effort, you know, they'll, they'll, they're giving you walking papers, you know, so, so, you yeah. know, you, you have to maintain that, you know, it, it's your job, you know, to, to give all the effort that you can, you know, whether you were, you know, an undrafted free agent or whether you were first round draft pick, you know, there's no difference. You know, everybody needs to give the same effort and that's expected. Yeah, and especially in the NFL too. Like it's it's not like high school where yeah you don't give effort you can still dominate kids because if you're just that athletically talented. Every right. NFL is a, 
every NFL, you're, you're freaks. You're freaking amazing athletes. It's right. You know, so a guy is going to, going to take you over if you're not going to give a hundred percent effort. And I understand like maybe like defensive line and stuff like that. You take a playoff um, because it's just that, that position is really hard to play. going a hundred percent with 300 pound guys all the time. But uh, yeah, it's just, it, it was, it's crazy to me, but so this is another – this is a three-by-one gun set um, to the – let's just call it the uh, boundary side. It looks like the ball's a little bit closer to the, to the left hash right yeah. there. Um, but he's, he's on the – so I don't know how you – I'm just curious because so from what I learned, like I'm not going to call him an H or, or even like a flexed out Y. Um, but so what I, from what I learned, it's just like with the like, three-by-one sets, I just call them inside slot, outside slot. I don't know if there's different terminology you use. Um, but I also call him inside slot for now. So I'll just say the inside slot receiver. And this is some of the route running that we see where I, I think some of his routes are pretty rounded. Um, yeah. and, and you can see how comfortable, just to cover one look, uh, you can see how comfortable the defensive back is here where he's not even like doing like a foot fire technique where he's staying light on his feet or anything like that. He's, he's just pretty much planted waiting for Quincy Newton-Watts to, to break inside. Um, and he, he gives it away, I, I think, pretty early there. But he's one. He's not really too low, uh, and, and like I said, I think it's pretty rounded. His hips aren't dropping. He's not exploding out of that route. And if anything, you know, uh, he has help inside with his cover one. Um, so maybe maybe attack him a little bit outside. Try to attack his leverage. Maybe give maybe give him a hard a hard drive inside, a hard jab outside, and then come back in, do something. But he doesn't really attack his leverage here. And the, I think the defensive back feels really comfortable because he, he you know making that cut almost four yards before him. So I don't think this is the best route. Well, I mean, it's a decent route. The only he's in the is he in the three spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's right here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to give him a little bit more, and and he needs to be more explosive out of the route because here's the thing, uh, number and I usually number it just you know just to make it easy when I'm explaining. Uh, you know, you've got number two coming underneath you, so okay. you need to be you need to be you know if you're number three, you need to be pressing. He needs to be full speed, even even if he. Even if he just takes it in and bends it, you know, more towards towards the free safety, just to get the the defensive back out of the way, you know, that's that's what his job is. Um, and he can actually bend it bend it a little more, and that'll create that separation because the DB is playing outside here. So he could really he's actually okay right here and lean into him a little bit more. But I like to see a little bit more separation come out of this. I mean, it's I mean it's kind of a I mean it is kind of a lazy route. You you want it to be more explosive. Uh, when when he's bending out and create that separation, and he may not have to do that all the time. That, that could be one of those cases where if he just you know he can use his physical presence to create this separation, you know if by chance the defensive back is a little bit quicker than he is or or a little bit faster than he is, you know to, to get out of that break. Yeah, yeah, uh, and something else, and I'm gonna try to save it already at five. So. <laughs> um, Something else, I'm going to show a little bit less plays of, of, of him just because I want to get to the other guys, especially like Robbie yeah. Anderson. But I, th- I yeah, think I, a, lot, a lot of times with, the, with him and his, his release, I don't really have too many plays of it because it was 2016, so I recorded this like a year and a half ago. And I didn't really know – I don't even know what I'm talking about now. I probably only know like 1% of what I should know because the NFL is just – there's so much in detail. But uh, <laughs> I didn't record what I should have recorded. And I think with his, with his release of the line of scrimmage, he, he kind of takes some wasted steps – where he's like either chopping his feet or like like just uh, giving too many hesitations or too many like hop step type of deals. Right. He's not, he's, he doesn't really he doesn't really uh, challenge the defensive back. Where like you know if, if the defensive back is playing off, you know either the, I, so like I know of two like uh, basically releases off the line of scrimmage that you want to do in terms of like um, that first like five to ten yards. Like there's a Jerry Rice uh, term which is 
basically just selling vertical every single right. time, shoulders down, feet over your over your legs, driving really hard. So the defensive back, you know, panics a little bit. Oh crap, you're going vertical, then you cut, you know, inwards on an end cut, whatever it may be. Or there's another way where you're attacking leverage. So right. playing outside leverage, you want him, he obviously wants you to go inside. He doesn't want you to get outside. So you break off the line of scrimmage, attack his leverage. So you, so you bend your, your, your routes down a little bit towards the outside, get him on his heels a little bit, then you cut inside. But I don't, yeah. think, he, I don't think he does that enough, but I don't really have too many plays of that. So, Okay, yeah, and, and that's, that's correctable. You know, he's – I think because the way that he plays, his game is, is more of a physical type game than, than anything else. Uh, I think that's why he probably doesn't do it as, as much because he's not comfortable being able to – to whether it be press the, the leverage, whether it be outside or inside, and, and then make the break. You know, he he rather he seems like he's one of those guys that that would rather get into his route. Uh, you know, whether it be by pushing off or or uh, you know, kind of bodying the the defensive bag as opposed to attacking the leverage. And that's that's something you know that could be worked on. You know that you know he can you know he can he can definitely work on that during practice and work on it during the weekend and get better at doing that. So. Yeah, and this is what you put. We talked about before, almost like with like a curl route, snag route, whatever it is. Can't see it, but uh, again, it just, I just sort of dropped the the last one. It's a little bit tougher of a drop, but this is you should make this catch ten out of ten times. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, that's that's an easy catch. Yeah, ten out of ten, you should make that catch. There's, there's, no, there's no excuse for that one. So, Helen, so let me clarify, you guys, because you guys are in the NFL. Me, I'm not gonna make that catch ten out of ten times. I know the balls that you guys probably get from quarterbacks are like fifty something miles per hour, drilling you and getting red marks in your chest and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, I can't, I can't catch that stuff, but I'm sure you guys could. And we saw that with your game in uh, Monday Night Miracle. You got three interceptions. So, I know, yeah, we, I mean, you, you know you could catch. Yeah, I mean, those, you know, but as a wide out, you know, that ball, yeah. I mean, the ball hits him right in, right, right in the chest. But you see him, he's already looking to see what the defensive back is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, you know and, and worried about running or worried about absorbing, absorbing the hit as opposed to catching the ball. You know, you can't do anything without the ball, you know. So, you know, that's – it's a little tougher catch. However, it's hard for me to say, okay, yeah, I understand that that's a tough catch when you made, you know, two or three spectacular catches, you know, the week before or in a different game that were similar yeah. to this, you know, to this ball right here. And every ball, and, and as a wide receiver, you have to understand every ball is not going to be perfect. So, you know, our rule as a defensive back, you know, if you get your hands on the ball, you just make the catch. Now, and that doesn't, you know, I know that's a pretty broad rule just because yeah. the ball could be all over the place, but – uh, you know, it, it. You know, the same. The same theory applies to you know the wide receiver. So, you know, he should make this catch. You know, he may take a tough hit. You know, that's part of the game. But mm-hmm. th- these are one of the catches that that I expect him to make as well. Yeah, and it's uh, you're gonna get hit anyway for the most part. So just just make the catch. Uh, and you see, like that's why Larry Fitzgerald's so damn impressive. There's years you look at his his drop rate. It's like one drop, two drops, right. zero drops, one drop, like over hundreds of you know targets. So. Right. Um, this is just the last play. This is this is another one. Um, and I'm not even sure. It looks like he's looking the ball in here, but again, it's just you know concentration drop just slips right through his hands and it almost leads to another interception. The last one yeah. directly led to an interception. So yeah, and and, and some sometimes wide receivers, you know, I've seen you know some of our guys on on our team do this where you don't necessarily have to jump. I don't think he really had to jump to tell you the truth uh, to make this catch and. And you can't, it's hard to see his eyes. It does look like he's looking the ball in. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting your hands up and snagging it out of the air like he's done so many other times. So that's just one of those things where he lost focus for him, you know, for the moment. But you have to be consistent, you know, for every ball. You know, you have to be consistent when, when the ball's in there every single time. And, 
and I think you know he has the ability. The more reps he gets, uh, the more focus he he can he can be during the week. You know, it'll translate to the game. You didn't know that about it. So the next guy uh, we're going to to discuss is Robbie Anderson. Obviously, everybody loves Robbie Anderson. Six uh, three. He's one seventy five, uh, soaking wet. I think he's. A, I think he's, he might be the skinniest guy in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> he is. And he got. He got eight. He got eight reps of, of two twenty five, which like for you, I'm sure it's like light. Like you guys are, you guys can rep that out. Uh, but two twenty five is nothing, nothing to like. Just it, that, that's pretty heavy weight. Uh, so eight yeah. times for guys one set one seventy five, especially being one seventy five, not five eleven or five ten, six three one seventy five. That's that's light. So at least he's, I guess he's relatively strong. Um, but undrafted free agent out of Temple in two thousand sixteen, he ran a four three forty which is his, his bread and butter. Uh, bread and butter. Uh, he actually has some pretty good releases off the line of scrimmage. He struggles a little bit with press, but that, mm. that speed just it, – it speed kills. Uh, but you have to be able to do some other things too. But I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, talk about some of his strengths. But overall, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Robbie Anderson? Well, I mean, he is light. I will say that. And that, that's, you know, one of the things that does lead to, you know, some of the troubles that he has in press coverage. You know, when, you, when you're a speed guy, a lot of speed guys do tend to have trouble running uh, the intermediate routes, you know, like the comebacks, curls, uh, the deep digs, just because they don't understand how to gauge their speed yet. Uh, you know, they're just taking off and running, you know, without understanding how to set the defensive back up, yeah. uh, you know, to run those digger routes and, and run those curls routes. You know, you, when you're that fast, it's, you have to learn how to use your speed and you have to learn how to control it, to tell you the truth. and and you know, everybody, while Jerry Rice is, is kind of, you know, or I shouldn't say kind of, when he, you know, he's the standard. You know, Jerry Rice was a 4-6 guy, but he ran every route like he was a 4-4 guy. You know, yep. but, but that is, you know, that takes tons of work. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it really does take, you know, hours and hours of work, which, you know, Jerry Rice did put in. But that's the only way when you're a speed guy and you haven't really been a guy that's been known for route running, that you have to work on it. You have to go. You have to go out and, and learn how to control your speed. So yes, you may be a four three guy with nobody in front of you, and your game may drop down to a four four or four five guy when you're game. You know during during the game, which happens quite a bit. You have to understand how you know to run the routes, how to set defensive backs up so they think you're going deep. You know in order to be you know a more efficient route runner for those intermediate routes. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point too. That's what you know the underwear Olympics. They're I think they're a little bit you know overrated because there's a difference between yeah. you know play speed and you know running in a straight line in a dome in Indianapolis with no defensive back on you speed. Right. <laughs> you know that's that's why you see like guys like uh, Jarvis Landry. He he's a really good receiver. I think he had like 109 receptions last year, so he's a good receiver. He ran like a four seven or a four eight. So right. as if I, I me personally, I take route running and quickness out of breaks over speed. Um, just pure speed, but yeah. Um, and and a problem with a guy who's like so light with that is you know when you're when you're coming out of those breaks is you need the leg strength and that and that core strength to be able to break out of those routes. And he just doesn't necessarily have that. And like you said too, another good thing like like really good receiver like even like Randy Moss, he was a guy who could sell you his speed where it right. looks like he's coming off the line at eighty percent. So you're like okay, this is his full speed. And then once he gets past you or even about to stack you, he goes a hundred. He goes a hundred. So. Being able to alter your speed in and out of breaks too is is really um, really important. So hopefully he learns that stuff. He's an undrafted guy, but he's he's still pretty. I think he's one of the best deep threats in the NFL. And you see him yeah. on top of the screen uh, here. He 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 is. Um, and again, this is 
I would he's not even like breaking like truly breaking down to do it to do an end cut. It almost looks like a like a kind. Of, I think the defensive back thing is almost like a sloppy end cut, or like a like a like uh, a speed end cut where he's not really completely breaking down to to end cut. But he only needs a little bit of room um, to do that. Where yeah, the defensive back keeps uh, keeps his hips square, but he's he's gonna start running when Robbie Anderson runs, and he's the guy when you're when he's even, he's leaving. Yeah, and, and this is a yeah. good example of that. The, now. Fitzpatrick did miss him because, you know, it, I think it's Fitzpatrick or maybe it's Han. Uh, this is Jaguars. No, this is McCown. Sorry, so this is McCown. McCown doesn't hit him because he just – he doesn't. He's not able to throw that ball while rolling out on the run like that. Right. Um, but, but he wins here, so. Yeah he, yeah, he does win. And, I mean, a lot of this – I mean, because, honestly, the route's not that great. I mean, that's mm-hmm. – I mean, honestly, that's not really a great route. I mean, if no. we're being honest, um, you know, I, I think the defense is back. You know, on the initial break, initial move that he makes you know he's looking back at the quarterback and and he gets behind which is something you can't do you know against a guy like Robbie Anderson because as you said if he's even he's leaving but you know he could be a little bit sharper in regards to, I mean even coming off the line it could be you know more of a direct line to the outside shoulder to to even widen out the defensive back more just a couple of steps yeah and, and you know the the slant route or the the skinny you know what he's trying to sell could be a little bit sharper uh, you know, to and it, he create even more space. Say the truth, because if he if he makes that makes that break right there, you know, a little bit sharper. So now the DB is definitely coming down hard, you know, to try to break on it. And now he can just go straight up the field. So now he's taking out, you know, the corner and this and the free safety because the free safety stopped his feet. You know, once once he sees because he's looking in the backfield as well. Yeah. So he he could be a little sharper on this and his speed without the 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 you know, just the precise route running is going to get him open just because he's fast. Yep. But if he becomes, you know, a more precise route runner along with his speed, you know, he'll, you know, he can certainly be dynamic. Yeah. It, it, it would be dangerous. Uh, and like you said, like, I don't, I don't know what, uh, what breaks you, you teach your guys wide receivers, like what breaks to take because people obviously like some coaches like, you know, a one step stop or two or three. I was just right. reading up the other day about, uh, they call it speed. Uh, what is it called? Speed, speed break. No, or drop speed break point. So, like, so basically, what you're going to do is like that with that inside foot, like right there. You're mm-hmm. you're going to turn. You're gonna, you're gonna drop on that inside foot and get it right. turned in inside. The next step with the outside is going to be a, a aggressive break inside, and then the next step with the inside foot again is driving, and then the last step is called a point step, which is basically just get on your get on your route where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, but it, it, he's not doing really any of that he's not really he doesn't get that foot turned and it's kind of too far outside where it's he's not really able to to cut sharply off of that because it's just so far outside of his frame um and it's just yeah like you said it's just not very it's it's not a very crisp route but the speed in in his routes at times or basically just vertical speed really uh makes up in some of those deficiencies i heard some people talking like this year about how clean of a route runner he was i don't agree with that uh, like we just saw this episode, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to trash the guy. Obviously, they they watch the film too. They know what they have to work on, right? Um, but you know, so but it is what it is. Like you said, it, I, can, I think that could be much much more of a of a crisp route. And here again, he's on he's on the top of the screen. He comes in, he comes in motion, uh, two by one or three by one. No, actually, three by one gun set. Right? Yeah, three by one gun set. Yeah. Or no, two by two. Sorry, to the tight ends. Yeah, two. Yeah, two by two. So. Um, this is again like he he gives us hesitation move a lot. This is this is what he does almost every single time, where he gives that almost that little like not like hop step but hesitation. He comes up high, 
and he just gives a little jab to the inside or the outside. And as soon as the defensive back freezes for just a millisecond, that gives him enough room to, to run deep. And that's that's really all he, that's really all you see him do is give that little hesitation to the like I said to the opposite way that he's trying to go. If it freezes you for a second and you're too close to him, he, he's gone. Um, right. And this ball, if it was led, it is a touchdown because he has, you know, two, maybe a yard or two, which is enough in the NFL. Uh, it is under thrown, so he doesn't get the touchdown. But No, no, and I actually like that move. So now if I'm, if I'm studying Robbie Anderson, I know this is, this is his main move. Okay, so, you know, I, I'm going to base, you know, what my plan is, mm-hmm. particularly with him coming 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 over in motion like this, you know, I'm going to base, you know, what plan or coverage I'm going to have against him, you know, just based off of this and knowing that, it, that this is his main move. Now, the problem is, is that I know this is his only move too. So now I'm not worried about any counter moves. So for Robbie, so now you have to come up with a counter move. So whether you sell the outside and you break back inside, or now if you're coming in, you just straight vertical release with no move at all, while the DB is waiting on you to, to, to make this hop step, you know, or get this hesitation, you can do that. So now what he needs to work on is he's got one move that he likes to do and that he's comfortable with doing. So now you need to start working on counter moves, you know, whether it be, for example, if you go back to the, the Amari Cooper play that we saw earlier, if, if Robbie, go ahead and let it roll. If, he co- if, if uh, Robbie comes up and, you know, he, he's running the same route, he can sell the hesitation move inside, one step out, and then back in for the slant, for example, as a counter move. Yeah. So now, you know, what he needs to start doing is, is working on counter moves to go, to go off with his main move. And that, and that comes with practice. You know, that comes with trying to, you know, figuring out what you're comfortable doing uh, depending on what position he's playing, you know, what, you know, the majority of his routes are besides, you know, just running the go route. You know, if he's running a dig or if he's running deep over or something like that. So now he can have a counter move off of this main hesitation move that, that he's already, that he, he already has in his, in his tool chest. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He definitely does a hesitation move a lot. Uh, like you said, mixing it up, maybe like get a, get a nice like stab or a hop right. step, or even like just being able to clear himself if the DB does get his arms on him with, you know, uh, it, whether he pulls himself through or it's like a club move or an arm over, he doesn't really do too much of that stuff. Right. So, you know, and, and maybe the only thing that maybe, and you tell me, maybe he could have eat, eaten up a little bit more space there with that stab to, to make the defensive back it a little bit more uh, on his heels. But at the same time, you don't want to get too far into him because then the defensive back can get his hands into you. So, but maybe that could have been a little bit, a little bit closer to the DB, but still overall he got open. So. Yeah. Yeah. He got open and, and, Here's the thing with him; he doesn't necessarily have to get that close just because of his speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's actually okay right there. With okay. some guys, they may have to get that, you know, add that extra half step or step to get into the DB because they don't have the speed there that he has. But because of his speed, he doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, need to be that much closer, uh, you know, to the defensive back as opposed to some of the some of the wideouts. Yeah. Hey, that 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 makes that makes uh, sense to me. So, like you said, that that speed that he has, it's. It, he has more freedom in his route running where he doesn't really have to eat up that cushion or he doesn't really have to throw as many more moves. But at the same time, if he was able to do that, uh, that's when you become an elite wide receiver from a really good wide receiver. Um, right. Like who, like we're talking about Quincy Nunwa and, and his aggressiveness and his ability to be physical. That's why Julio Jones is so good. I'm not calling him the athlete that Julio Jones is, but Julio is a technician and just a freak of nature. So, right. That's right, why he's exactly. you know number one or number two. So right. um, yeah, and and if you know if you, if you have a chance, you know, watch actually watch the way that Julio runs his routes 
and then go back and watch the way that Quincy runs his routes. If you, it looks like, you know, if you and I'm, I know you've seen track, but if you you know run track where they they teach high knees and they teach you know hips within the frame, Julio looks like that ninety eight percent of the time. Like he just you know he that's just how you know he runs his routes and he's running fast and you know he's a big guy as well, but he always looks like he's running full speed. Whether he's running a dig route, the curl route, whether he's running a go route, he's running a corner route, whether he's running a curl, yeah, they they all look like he's running you know one hundred percent. Even though he may not be, you know, he may be at eighty five percent or. Yep. He may be at 90, but he's able to get in and out of those cuts because his hips are underneath him. He's explosive coming out of the breaks. And, you know, that's why he's the receiver that he is. And that's, you know, with some of these young guys like Quincy or, or, or Robbie or, or even Terrell, who's, you know, probably has a lot more work to do than, than the other two. Yeah, he does. You know, as a, as a wide out, that's, you know, what you want to focus on. You know, you want to focus on the route running and, and you know, looking the ball in. You know, those are kind of the key things. That, that you need to focus on. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about that, with that drive phase, selling that drive phase. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that control of speed in your routes. Then you said 85%. Then he kicks up to 100 and you're beat. It doesn't even matter. Right. You're right, right there. So right. Um, but this – and this is just like, like, a, like a little bit of like a pure speed example where, yeah, he, he's, you know, drive phase, yeah, that's good. But then he, he comes up a little bit in his route, kind of giving like, the head, like that slight hesitation in the middle of his route. Just mm-hmm. to make the defensive backfield a little bit, little bit comfortable. So I kind of like that that he's actually kind of selling that he's going to go short or that he's you know not really trying to get vertical on him. So it makes the defensive back kind of just he doesn't flip and run as, as early as he should. But this is this is Brett Grimes, who's a fast guy too. But even though the defensive back starts running four yards before uh, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson still beats him. And one of the problems is I'm not sure if this is man or or a zone. I would. Pro, just by the, the fact that the defensive back is kind of looking into the backfield, I would say this is a zone. Yeah, they're playing zone. You look at the yeah. linebacker. Yeah, if you look at the, the, the two inside guys. Yeah, right uh, here. The linebacker, yeah, linebacker's trying to force the guy out. You got a safety in the middle. You know, they're playing, you know, some form of cover three or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's in Tampa, so it's probably like a fire zone concept, you know, being in, in Tampa. That's kind of what they play. So Yeah, and that defensive back right there my, uh, is, is pretty close. Maybe it's a cover four. Right. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, yeah, it's called a zone because you see, yeah, this uh, like curl the hook zone and then a hook zone right here. Right. Um, no, but, but, I, but, I, but I like the sale because initially coming off the line, he's got his head, you know, he's, you know, he's got, he's more of a sprinter stance and he's coming out like he's, he's going deep. And then you, then you see his body posture change a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. he raises up a little bit and he kind of, he throttles down. So now the DB is, is slowing down himself. Once he does that, you know, it's over, you know, at this point with a guy with, with his speed. So now he kicks it back into gear, as we've been talking about, and now he's by the DB. Plus, the DB's looking in the back for the whole way. So that helps, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm sure I'm sure a coaching point for that defensive back here, too, is I know in, like, in, in zones, um, if you are kind of like he's, he's like doing that shuffle technique, you want to keep the, the defense – I mean, the, the uh, receiver – uh, in your eyesight, you don't want to let him right. ever get behind you. He lets him get behind right. him here too. So if he doesn't play that too well. I uh, want to see him a little bit more tight to the sideline. Uh, you know, kind of like not like weave over to the sideline more, but just take some more steps toward the sideline. He gets behind him, and then Robbie Anderson just makes a. It's, it's a good catch. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good catch. Yeah, he, he finishes the catch and and makes a great play. I mean, if if he can get consistent in doing this, and like I said, this is actually a move kind of. You know, it's not. It's not press, but it's just another move that, that he has, you know, in the toolbelt that he can use. You know, when, you know, this can't be his only move when, 
mm-hmm. when defensive back is playing off on him. You know, he's kind of he's got to have another move off of this move, and and maybe have another move after that. You want to have two or three moves that, that you're solid at making when you're playing wide receiver. Uh, you know, you know, in order to be efficient. I, I know some of the wide receiver coaches that that I've had. You know, I've been fortunate to be around. They like to. You, know, you want to make all the routes look the same, if if, if possible. So you want to make the curl like the dig. You want to make, you know, you want to make dig like comeback. You want to make comeback like the dig. I mean, you want to run it, you know, you want to run them somewhat the same, uh, but run them in different ways, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, so if you've got a guy that's pressed on you, you know, you maybe want to sell them the, first, the same move that you sold them on a dig route that you ran before, but you actually run it to comeback. You know, so you, want, you have to be able to apply all of those, you know, apply those two or three moves that you have to every route so they potentially could look the same, but you're running a different route. You know, the defensive back sees it as the same thing, but mm-hmm. but to you, you know, it, you know, it's different. So that's you know another key thing that that when I when I watch wide receivers, I, I I look for to see if they're changing up their moves, they're changing up the stem, if they're coming off the off press, you know, in different ways, or if they're just coming off the same way and trying to get into a route. So I, I usually watch that quite a bit to see see how they run routes. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the NFL players, the, the film room stuff is rigorous where you're studying hours and hours and hours of film. So, you know, whatever, maybe if something so as simple as, you know, okay, well, he likes to turn that inside foot a little bit before he gets into a dig route. So if you see that inside foot turn a little bit uh, too soon, he's running a dig, like little things you can pick up or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Or, yeah, when he's, when he's running an intermediate break, he doesn't really sell the drive phase up the line of scrimmage. Like, but like you said, if you make every route look the same of that initial drive phase or even coming into the break, uh, they're going to cut in and you're going to cut out one time and they're going to get burned. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's important. And this is another – this is just like kind of almost like the thing we've seen before, but he's not even really selling this like double move. It's, he's, he's not getting his hips in. He's not looking back to the quarterback. But it gets this defensive back to hesitate for just a split second. Uh, the safety is also – which it looks like it looks like a cover four. Um. Or it could be, or it could be, you know, cover two man. But I would, I, just, I guess you're gonna say it's cover, t- uh, cover four because he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks, it looks more like four. Usually, you know, usually in four, there's whether it be an in breaking route. If you don't have a number two to your side uh, threatening the, the inside defensive back, you know, he can break on one bracket, you, yeah, like a curl. You know, it's almost like a bracket, yeah. So this is really the the corner's fault because now, y- yes, you're in four and you have help inside, but you can't. It's really hard to play. And I'm not too, you know, too fond of, of this technique. It's really you can't look at the wide receiver and look at the quarterback at the same time, just because oh, so of, you're not a shuffle. You don't like the shuffle technique. I don't like the shuffle technique because, yeah. you know, there's there's several reasons why. But my but my main reason my main reason is once you get your hips like this and you're shuffling, when you're facing a guy like a Robbie Anderson, that he doesn't like you said this isn't even a spectacular move, mm-hmm. but because he has the speed to get by you. He's already running forward. It's it's easy for him to take an extra one or two steps and, and speed up and get in and get into the route than it is for the defensive back to get out of his shuffle and start running. For the defensive back, you're almost starting. It's almost like at, at your stance, you're, you're you're standing still when you're shuffling when he's already running. If that yeah. makes sense. So that's why I don't like the the people that teach uh, the shuffle technique or hips to the sideline because there's too many. There's just too many. Too many there's too much room for error, you know, for the corner. Let's just say if the corner was playing man and he's playing shuffle technique, you know, sitting inside, you know, yeah. and he's shuffling. So now if I'm the wide receiver, if, you know, if I have any thought process, any kind of plan at all, 
okay, well, and let's just say I'm running the dig. Okay, well, all I have to do now is I can push them hard as you know, push them hard outside, you know, and attack, you know, the outside, you know, take his butt or take his bag. Naturally, the DB, if he's shuffling, he has if he stays in the shuffle, he's gonna initially lean back or he has to start gliding back if he's gonna stay in that shuffle. So now I just created that space where I didn't get up on him and I can get into my route now. Same with the curl, same if I'm running the skinny post, or yeah. I can just run directly at run directly at him and give him a head fake. And naturally, just because of the reaction, his hips are gonna move and he's gonna fall backwards, you know, uh, you know, a little bit, and I'm gonna create the space that way. That's yeah. why that's why I don't like the shuffle technique. You know, yeah, it's, and there's just too much room for error, you, and you know, he, when you're playing it. Even if even if he's a threat vertically here and he gets him to open his hips just slightly, you, you even cut backwards on a you know on a comeback. Yeah, you can, cr- you can cross his face, right? You can or, cross his face either out. way. Yeah, you can cross his face either way because yeah. now you, you're giving you're giving the wide receiver a two way go. Yeah, and so and like you said, this is cover four, and with the cover four, we've talked about it before in the show. They're gonna, you know they're basically going to match their vertical stem. The outside receiver is going to match their vertical stem and the receiver. Now if there's a number two here you know, number two receiver right here, and he was running vertical stem. Uh, this defensive back would match that vertical stem from the number right. two. But if the number two cuts inside anywhere from, like, I, I coaches teach, like, 10 to 12 yards. So if they were to yeah, go usually, yeah, usually, yeah, usually, like, if it's, eight, like, 8 to 10 or something like that. Eight then, to 10, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, eight, so 8 to 10, then, the, then they basically the number one gets, gets bracketed. So with that, with the, with the shovel technique, usually just keep teach uh, if they are playing off the, the, the read steps, you read the quarterback's drop, three-step. You, uh, if it's a three-step, you drive. Five-step, you back paddle. Uh, yeah, and, and four, I teach the guys. I teach you know my guys to play four, just like cover one. The only difference is you're playing outside leverage. So square, take your 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 read steps, you know, out of your pedal. Uh, you know, stay in your pedal. And honestly, okay. the corner should be the, in, especially in this instance, the corner should be the deeper guy with the safety breaking underneath. So if anything, the, the person that should be making this play is the corner. He should be higher. Than, than the inside safety. I, the safety is actually in great position because what he does is he forced the throw where you wanted to go. You want this ball to go, you want to force the throw over the top. If, if, if the safety can't make the play and it goes, at least make it to where it goes over his head to where the corner can make the play. That's, that's how I teach it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of like a true bracket. So now with the corner shuffling and he's looking at the quarterback, he's trying to periff the wide out, he gets caught behind. The safety does his job, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you know, and I don't think the corner does his job. But I like, you know, even though he didn't have to make, you know, a spectacular move, once again, this is just one of those things where his speed allowed him to be able to get to get open. And he does go up, go up and make a great catch, though, in between two guys. You know, you yeah, can't, yeah. can't deny that. Yeah, no, and I, when, I, when I was talking about the, the read steps, I was actually talking about just man coverage in general um, or even in, in a, you know, in a coverage where you could drive on the ball. I didn't really mean cover four, so that was, that was my, uh, my mistake. But obviously, you know, cover four, you need, to, you need to stay. You need to stay vertical on the outside right there. Um, so if he was to break inside, you kind of just, you know, uh, pass it off. But Oh, you just mean, oh, you just mean uh, off man, you know, if you're just yeah. playing off man? Yeah, yeah, I teach, yeah, I teach, uh, I teach, I teach the slow, you know, the slow three steps. You know, out of your pedal. You yeah. know, where you're reading. You know, you're reading quick step, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then as the the wide eye gets into his route, you know, your pedal gets a little bit faster until a point where you can actually turn and run. You know, run with him if it's vertical, or you can go ahead and break into whatever route he's running if it's the intermediate route or you know a slant or curl something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, we were actually just talking with uh, you know last last week with uh, McMillan, and we started to talk about palms coverage. So I don't know if you guys do. Uh, palms but 
Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, we don't really okay. run poems, but I, I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say I don't. I'm gonna get to side conversations. We're never gonna be able to finish because I just. <laughs> it's, it's, it's seriously. I said it last week. It's the it's the most interesting game in the world because you it's a chess game that people have no idea what's even going on right it's years and years and years and years to learn what's really going on and you mix that with with guys who are 250 pounds running four fours lighting each other up it's just it's fantastic it really yeah. is yeah and, no, it, no it, there's a lot that goes on that people don't don't know about particularly oh, yeah. when we're talking about game planning and mm-hmm. how people defend how people cover uh you know, how people run routes, you know, what the quarterback's looking at, you know, different yeah. routes. There's, there's so much that goes into it. You know, there's so much information and, and so much being processed, you know, during the game. And that's and that's one of the things that I'll tell you something that does, you know, kind of piss me off, I'll say it, tell you the truth, is if I'm out and I'm just somewhere watching the game, right? Oh, God. So, you know, you just kind of out and watching the game. You just kind of hear people talking. And they're saying somebody's stupid or you can't believe he did it. You know, they're just kind of going off on the guy. And and my coaches and I talk about this all the time. And, and some of the guys that I play with, we talk about this. If you think about the amount of data that has to be processed, and we're just talking about one play. If you talk about one play, the amount of data that has to be processed by every player in the short period of time that, that you know, we have to process it, and then how fast everything is moving and you're processing all that data while you're on the run during that play. Like most people that just kind of do regular things, their head would explode because there's so much yeah. that, you, that you have to see, that you have to understand. If somebody moves, that can change the entire call, which are, you know, the, the, you know it, it can change the entire call, you know, both on offense and defense. So that's the only thing that really does kind of piss me off because they, they just yeah. assume that, you know, just because they see a play, they don't think, you know, well, did the play get checked out of or they don't understand that the wide receiver, he's running this route on the fly, trying to trying to read coverage while he's trying to run his route, you know, as well. And he has to worry about the ball being thrown to him and catching the ball and doing everything after that. So, you know, <laughs> I just yeah, find it funny hey, uh, you hear people talking about that. I can, I, I can understand it from your point of view because you play the NFL. So you really you, – you know, you know, billions more times than I do. I, I've been – really like grinding the tape for like two years now. I still feel like I know nothing, um, but I run a film room show. So I'll, I'm sure that you uh, get pissed off when you hear that stuff. Like even I'll be at a bar or something like that. Like, oh, that player sucks. He can't run routes. I'm like, dude, I don't want to try to explain to you how clean that route was. Like you have right. no idea. Just because, <laughs> right. just because you didn't get open because, you know, the, the guy in the hook zone cheated over a little bit and expected it doesn't mean it wasn't a good route because he didn't get open. It was a freaking fantastic route. So, like, what, right. are you, what are you talking about? Like, hear people just say, like, oh, this player sucks or that player sucks or he's a good route runner or he can do this or he's a press corner. They really don't – like, a lot of NFL fans don't really know a lot. Um, it, is, it is what it is. I'm not expecting everybody to, to break down film and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, so, hey, like I said, anytime you want to come back on and talk about things that piss you off, you're, you are <laughs> uh, – I, I, get, I get in some trouble here where I say some stuff I, I, I shouldn't say about people who piss me off or websites or people who – like, like I said, like, oh, you know, Robbie Anderson's a really clean route runner. I'm like, oh, God. And it comes out and then – Right. <laughs> to me. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, let's, let's, go, let's go back into some uh, other – I brought up the catch before. I think Robbie Anderson is a good catcher when it comes, like, over-the-shoulder type of catching. We see it on this, on this play here where McCown just literally just chucked this ball up. He actually didn't even look to uh, Robbie Anderson. I remember this play before he chucked this ball up. But Anderson has a speed. He's able to uh, – He's not able to fully stack this wide receiver here, but still he, he looks the ball and is able to extend his hand to the ball, make a really good catch, body control on the sideline, and keep his, uh, to keep his feet in bounds. So nothing like 
crazy. Um, you know, you can't really break down a ton there. But still, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, nice but that's but that's actually part of his game that that goes into the type of route runner that that he you know he is right now and, and that you know historically he's been in regards to being a deep threat. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of guys that you know that are 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 you know guys that that are good at running deep. You know, they can make you know they more than you know more times than not you know are able to make these catches. You know, the over the shoulder catch and that's a hard catch. To say the truth, you know, that's not an easy catch. You know, no. because you. You're getting squeezed to the sideline, potentially the DB's on you, like like in that case. And, you know, the ball's put in a good spot, you know, only where he can catch it and he pulls it in. So that, you know, that I think the part of his game is actually, you know, is actually really good. Yeah, and he doesn't have the strength to really fight against because, you know, like you want to fight pressure with pressure if they are trying to uh, to squeeze you. And he doesn't have the strength to necessarily do that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice catch. Over the, over the shoulder, he's good. We're gonna, I'm going to bring up some examples. He's not – he's a little timid over the middle. Uh, where where I'm trying to think of where he is on this. Oh, this is just this is just again just this is this is speed here. It's it's actually a decent rally on the bottom of the screen here. Uh, looks by like a three by one gun set to the field side or no, there's a tight, there's a tight end there, so it's a two by two again. Yeah. Um, but this is this is nice because the 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 corner has outside leverage. So like I said, you want to you know at least for me you want to attack that leverage. He takes those those two steps that little like the head fake uh, to the outside, the little like jab and then crosses him over a little bit. Right. Um, so, and the problem here with the DB is that he opens his hips almost immediately. Yeah, yeah he opens the gate so, immediately. So he, yeah. he, he's done at this point. Yeah, he lost he's, right he's, there. He's done right there, yeah. <laughs> he lost yeah. right there, yeah. yeah so, he's done, yeah. Especially with the speedster. You don't want to open your hips. Now, if he was to, you know, like, look like he's like playing like a soft shoe, he's not playing aggressive. So, if he was to keep his hips square, you know, reset at square one, because that's like one of the, the, the pluses with soft shoe is you, you kind of let the receivers do their move at the line of scrimmage. Right. And after that, you, you're resetting at square one. Right. But he opened his hips immediately, lost, you're done right there. So he, so he lost because he opened his hips. And then Robbie Anderson's able to just take that inside because when you are running those vertical routes, they open their hips up inside, take it to the inside. They open them up outside, open out, or open take, up. take them outside. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you have speed like that, you can do that. That makes it, that makes it, you know, it makes it, you know, a lot easier for him, uh, you know, when you're facing DBs like that. So for, so for him, if I'm his wide receiver coach and we're coming to a game and I know we're playing a team where, yes, they may like to press a lot uh, or, or, you know, even if they're playing, you know, two-man or anything like that. Okay. If I'm playing guys that are immediately opening the gate, it's, I mean, that's, that's easy. It's a, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Like one move, you know, or one move, you know, attack the leverage. He's giving you, you know, he's going to open the gate. And then just just run by him, you know that you know that you know, and instead of going into the game is easy. So that you know that's that's something that he does he doesn't even have to really just work on. You know that's kind of you know his speed will naturally do that for him. Yeah, it's a it's a plus of speed is that people just open their hips really really early. Um, but he, so he, this is the last player to talk about his his weaknesses after this. But this is this is a good route, like a good understanding of leverage. I, I feel at least. Um, so this looks like what is it cover three. Um, yeah, I would say it's a cover three. Uh, but so the corner is playing with, with outside leverage. So he comes off the line of scrimmage and he's, he's selling that drive save, uh, phrase, phase pretty well. He's coming off the line of scrimmage with some explosion. And I don't know why Butler, I think it's Butler. He opens up outside here. I guess he's expecting him to, to run deep and he has that inside help from that, that middle of the field, uh, third safety, um, or the, you the middle third safety, I should say, not the third safety, but yeah. regardless. Well, um, they're, well they're, they're playing one. I mean, if you look at look at the top and then look at the slide, you know, they're rolling the linebacker, this linebacker down here at the bottom. Uh, uh, yeah. The running back releases out late, so he takes him, and this safety is coming down, 
you know, go back to, yeah, he just kind of playing, you know, like a hole. So they're almost playing, mm-hmm. you know, they're almost playing like a, like a one hole concept. And sometimes in just with Belichick system, you know, it could change. So you may be playing one hole and you know, you have a guy on the inside, but the outside corner on one particular side may be locked up by himself. So it's almost like he's playing like a four on three concept or something like that. Yeah, or like, if you're, or if you're in cover three, mm-hmm. where you hear the term like Meg or Mabel, so if you get like, if you get like flow away, then the backside corner it turns into man for him, but everybody else is playing three. So, so when you watch in New England, it can get a little dicey just because uh, they they do, yeah, they do a lot. So, <laughs> so yeah, I hate it. I hate it because I do film <laughs> breakdowns and I try to label stuff. Like, yeah, I, I probably should, I probably should have watched this more because if I saw him follow. Um, that would that would help me a little bit, but Butler confused me because he opened up to the outside here. But I watch I watch uh, Patriots games, and I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say here. I, I'll right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Because I don't even know. It, what he's it's, it's it's hard to watch New England unless you either play in the system or you kind of know know the the kind of the basic concepts. It, it really is kind of it really is hard to just label you know, everything that they do because there's so many so many things that go on, particularly. You know, with mo- you know, with motion and things like that, coverage has changed, the leverage changes. So it, it's 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 don't feel bad. It's it's actually pretty difficult <laughs> watching New England. No, it really is. I mean, no, no, yeah. even for me, and I know, you know, I know, you know, the 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 you know, I know Belichick's defense. You know, or, or I guess my version of it, I should say, what mm-hmm. we played in, and it's actually changed. You know, from then. So you know, and then sometimes I have to go back and. And watch something else again to try to figure out what it is. So don't he has, don't feel he, has bad those, about that. he has those <laughs> he has those split defenses, like you said, where like the mix of man and zone. Like here, it's yeah. like it almost looks like yeah, it's like it, it's cover one, but then he instead of just one hole defender, he has like two hole defenders. Right. Like this guy playing in like a zone, and this guy playing in a zone. So it's like right. just it's crazy. And then like he'll have defensive linemen where you know, let's say let's split it down the middle. These these guys are penetrating like in a four three, and then these guys are are two gapping oh, like gapping. in a, yeah. So it's like he just crazy looks that he that he's and that's why he's one of the best coaches of all time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, there's always something different. It, you can watch every game. Every time you watch a game from New England, you're always gonna see something different. Like all the time. Yeah, but, you're always gonna see something different. Yeah. So so going back to it here, uh, Rob Anderson is he's attacking the outside leverage here, and then Baller opens up outside. And as Butler opens up outside, uh, he's going to, you know, give that little head whip back to go inside. And as that head whip is going on, which maybe he waits a little bit too long to get that head whip, uh, Robbie Anderson cuts back outside on, on this, like, corner route. So I, li- I like this play that he attacked outside, opened up, attacked inside, and then cut back out- outwards. He's really using that leverage against them. And, and that's, that's a smart route. Yeah, no, it's a good route. I, uh, I, I actually would like to see him give uh, – maybe just come out of the break a little bit sharper, you know, as yeah, opposed to round, yeah. you know, rounding it out. Mm-hmm. But, but I still, but I still like the route. And, and here's the thing. If you're and I'm just, I'm speaking if I'm Butler in, in this case, him being lined up that tight, you know, you know, if he's running the over route, okay, I know I've got a guy in the middle and I've got another guy that's potentially sitting, you know, a whole guy's whole player is sitting there as well. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to open up that quick, but the fact that he did. So now, you know the the head whip is easy. So now Robbie makes the head whip. He starts flipping. You know, uh, Butler's trying to make the speed turn, gets lost, and now he, he can just get into the break. You, know, you just like to see this break a little bit sharper. You don't want him to yeah. round off into it too much. But I like the but I do like the route though. Yeah. Um... And that's and that's honestly that's more off of speed because if you look at 
the reason why Butler is opening up so fast because he's just assuming he's running vertical. Yeah, deep right there. That's what he thinks. Yeah, so he's trying to get ready to run. So yeah. again, that's where the speed, you know, takes, you know, uh, you know, gets him open as opposed to you know the you know the precision of of, of the route. Just it was you know the speed allows him to get open you know at times and that's fine you know it's until he actually learns how to run you know run routes more efficiently and a little bit more precise he can use his speed to, to get open and, and that'll always be there for him yeah it's almost like this is almost like a like a cover one robber with two hole defenders with two, as well. yeah yeah so yeah. the the two yeah. so the two you got the two linebackers taking taking the running backs you got yeah. a whole guy there so what happens is since the top running back is blocking that he's chipping on the end now you've got a whole the, – the other linebacker, the backside linebacker basically becomes a whole player, and then you have an actual whole player. And, the, the, yeah, and the linebacker down at the bottom is, you know, ends up covering. So, yeah, it, yeah. You, end up, you end up having, having two whole players, mm-hmm. you know, just how to play, how to play, you know, uh, played out. Yeah, and, uh, and you talked about the – you know, like you said, when, when you, it's a zone look, and that's why, like, you can tell the difference a lot with cover three and cover one. If they're if they're playing inside leverage or outside leverage, and you play that right. outside leverage, usually has helped to the inside, and that's where like with 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 safeties a lot. I hear the uh, and I don't know which if, if you like uh, call it this, but when you're playing like a tight end who's tight to the to the uh, you know to the lineman, you call it two LOS, where it's basically two line of scrimmage, where you're gonna play cheating right. to the outside with your hips open inside, so they're gonna really you know it's gonna be hard from the cutback outside, but you're you're pushing them in to all of the the traffic inside, so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. Let's go to some of the weaknesses. We we've seen it already. Run some rounded routes. They're they're not really crisp break, breaks. I wouldn't even call them like necessarily speed cuts either. They're just not very, not very sharp. Um, and then with with the that lack of leg power, I'm gonna bring up uh, here in a second. He also has that that dead time at the top of his routes, um, because of that leg power. So he's not able to to get his hips around and really burst out of that route because of that because of that dead time. So, just bring up this play here okay. um i think okay and so he's at the top of the screen right right there um and this is again it's another cover one um so his his issue uh, I, think, I think this is him right yeah top of this yeah, yeah. The top of the screen and another problem with him is he also lets the ball get into his body a little bit too much there he's not really extending too much out to, to the ball um and he's the db is playing let's say maybe Heads up, maybe outside. It's kind of hard to tell from this view, but uh, uh, he's probably playing head up outside with with Jacksonville. They, you know, they they go depending on where they're lined up. You know, they they alternate leverage. So sometimes you see them inside, and that's why sometimes you see a lot of the, the picks that they make, whether it be Bouye or or Ramsey, they're playing yeah. outside leverage, and they're playing outside man, or they're playing some form of um, um, whether it's like a fire zone when he gets to six to eight yards and it turns into man. So they're playing outside. So, you know, in this case, he's playing – I think he's playing head up the outside, you know. Yeah. Time. Looking yeah. at his feet, I think he's playing head up the outside. Yeah, and, and Robbie initially, you know, he comes inside a little bit and attacks the outside, and he gets, he gets Boyd to open up his hips, which is good. But this is, like, the lack of power he's seen in, in his steps. And he takes, like – well, that, that's a stop step right there because he's throwing his foot out. Like, the stop steps are referred to him just when you really throw that foot out to, to really decelerate. Yeah. Um, but you can see it takes, it takes what, let's say one – two three four five steps that and he's and his hips aren't even fully out of the of the uh of the cut yet where he's not able to work back towards the ball so that's some of that lack of leg power and we also see him he's not really fully over his toes here where it's like it's very subtle but you can see like right there he's not fully yeah. over his toes so he's sitting back in a chair 
you can't break out. You can't break right. like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that goes back to, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where you want to have your hips underneath you. So you'd be able to come out of those breaks. Yeah. Uh, you know, they throw that arm around. What I like to see him do, especially seeing where the, where the market, where the first down marker is, I like to see him sell it maybe another step or two when he's coming, when he's coming here, maybe give him another, you know, two or three hard steps to make sure that he's fully open okay. and he's got to be, you know, and make sure he keeps his hips underneath him and then work his way back to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that ga- gather, stop, flip, and then attack the ball. And uh, he's, he's not really attacking the ball right here too. And then I, the defensive back gets his hands in there and that's actually a incompletion, but he needs right. to attack. He needs to attack the ball a little bit. I think he comes into to some of his breaks pretty high at times. Uh, like I said, that strength in the upper and lower body. And then I'm just going to just touch on some, you know, we don't, there's nothing really to break down with drops. I'm just going to show a couple of drops that he had. And then this is kind of to, uh, to strengthen my point. I say he's good catching over the shoulder, but when, when it comes to catching, coming, working back toward the ball, he's, he's not that strong in the bottom of the screen here. And we'll talk, you know, it's just the drop here. I'm not even going to try to, to diagnose the, the entire thing, but right. so the ball is coming over, he's coming over the middle and the ball is low, yeah, but he needs to make that catch. Uh, he he drops it there, so I'm gonna bring up a couple of these. Of that's these it, yeah. Runners. I mean, the ball is low. I mean, but that's actually where you want it. I mean, if you're running if you're running a slant route, you know, you know, most quarterback coaches and quarterbacks that I you know, that I've heard, you know, you want to either put it you put it low on inside or low on outside, depending on where the DB is. In this case, the DB is outside, so you know. You know the quarterback's looking and looking at the at the wide receiver. He probably could have put him on a lot better, but yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking about just the route where you want it to be, you want to put it on him. So you know, you put it low and inside, you know, away from the defense at the back. But he's got to make that. He's got to go down and make that catch, you know, before he can take off running. So you know, that's you know, that's one that he he should definitely make. Yeah. So this is like not fully over the shoulder. This one, but it's like he's kind of working back a little bit towards it. But like we see, and and honestly. I give I like I'll give a little bit of um not like not credit but a um, little bit of breathing room because one I don't know if the defensive back's hand was in his face which it looks like it almost was and I don't know how you guys put into the sun sometimes because uh, was that did you ever like have a play like that where the freaking sun was blaring in your eyes and you couldn't see the ball yeah yeah sometimes yeah I mean that happens you know you just hope that the rocks not coming your way when, <laughs> when, when that happens but yeah it happens I mean and, so, and uh, but a lot of the times the helmet. The helmet actually blocks the sun, to tell you the truth. Oh, okay. There just, you because go. Of, just because of where it lays on his eyes. But, I mean, actually, on that play, the, uh, okay. Howard actually got his hands on the ball. I mean, I know it's hard to see, but when Howard's hand is falling into, into Robbie Anderson's chest, you know, he's, his hand is falling into his chest and his ball is falling into Howard's hands. You know, and that's a tough catch. To tell you okay. The truth. Yeah, yeah. Hey, point out whatever you want to point out. So, I didn't even, I didn't really recognize that when I was just – looking at this up because like oh it's trying some drops i'm just gonna put some drops in here but that, yeah that's a good point I, at least you have helmets on if it does, the ball does hit you in the face like that because i remember i practiced like when we didn't have helmets on whatever it was like walkthroughs like punt returner and sometimes the ball just yeah. smack you in the face smack and, in the face yeah <laughs> and you look really and you look real stupid so uh and this is another one he's, he's coming over the over, over the middle here he, he's breaking inside it's almost like a i'd say like a, like a stop route He's not yeah. really like working back. Like I, I'll differ between like stop routes and curl routes. So I'll just say the stop. But it's another easy drop. Ton of yeah. ton of room over the middle. And uh, I don't know. It looks like he looks the ball. Ah, I don't know if he looks the ball fully in there. Um, I don't know. I think I think he's already looking to run. You got. He's got to look that all the way in. I mean, yeah. he's got he's got to look that in. 
you know, and, and he's got to poke the ball out of there at that point, especially that one. It's not, it's not really high. It's about head level. Yeah. Uh, you know, eye level, you know, he's got to get his hands up, you know, poke that one out in the air and then, and then work on, on running after that, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a focus thing. And that's, you know, something that you have to be consistent in, you know, if you, if you're planning to be a, a good wide receiver in this, you know, in this league, you got to be consistent in doing that. You know, you can't drop easy balls. You know, yeah. that's, that's Not easy ball here. too. It hits you yeah. in the stomach. You got, you got to, yes, you're going to get hit. You can't worry about that. You got to make the catch and then you, you live to fight another day. You know, that's just kind of what it is, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those balls where you still got to catch it. You know, the, the, the quarterback expects you to make that play. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up another one. Just you're talking about like that—that that you're gonna get hit anyway. And this is where I talk about that, like that, that hesitation over the middle. I'm just pull this up. So uh, he's coming in motion here to the to the top of the screen to the uh, right. to the boundary side, and he runs a he runs a slant. Like, it's not really an explosive break again, but uh, so for me, I think he's timid here because he knows there's a linebacker right there. I, I I see him look at him right there. He's looking inside right there. He's peeking inside. And the ball is going over the middle. He he's got to put two hands up and just take that hit. And I think he just kind of jumped up with one hand, like shielding his body right there, because he doesn't want to take that hit. So and yeah, almost, yeah. He, and he, I mean, really, he, I mean, he could take two full steps and still catch that with two hands. He doesn't even have to jump. If he just, and he still actually, you know, he's still actually in a better position to get away from the linebacker because the linebacker, if you look at it, is overrunning it. Uh, just by the way that Robbie is running his route, if he go ahead and you know, go if he goes ahead and takes two hard steps and, and makes the kiss with two hands, I mean, he's running away from the linebacker anyway. Yeah, so, and I mean, But this is one of those things where, I mean, if you're running slants, you're probably going to get hit. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, so, and, yeah, exactly. And this and this linebacker, like, that's Robbie. That's, that's the linebacker's read now because because two becomes one and one becomes two. So now he's going to come to Robbie. Uh, so he, he plays it – he becomes way too high. Uh, but, yeah, regardless, I, I – right. Not, he's not really coming fully. He just he needs to catch this ball. And this is like one of those moments you talk about, like people pissing you off. Is like I heard. I remember after this, I heard like that was a great play by Rab- Robbie. But listen, he tips the ball up. Yeah, he falls down. He makes the catch at the end. But this this is like a negative play in my book. It's a, it's a, it's luck at the end that gets that. But that's gonna get intercepted right. a lot of the time. So right, because yeah, there's there's two guys around there that could have made that play. You know, right, for, yeah. for Denver. So you know, you you want to. I mean, luck, luck is part of it. You know, we all know that. But, you know, you want to make sure you go up and try to try to catch the ball whenever you can, you know, with both hands. And, I mean, if you get hit, you just get hit. That's just part of it. So Yeah. Um, but, so okay, so I'm going to bring up, like, two more plays at him. We'll move on to the other guys. We'll, like, we'll speed up the other guys because uh, we're talking about the main guys here. But uh, this yeah, cool. is – and it's, another, it's another play, too, where, you know, when, let's just call it a stop again. And another play where he's not working back to the ball. You gotta, you gotta attack that ball in the air. So that's that's another one of his weaknesses to me. He kind of just lets the ball, uh, the ball fall into his body here. With the defensive back right. is a great play, but uh, gotta attack that ball. Yeah, he's got to come back to the ball. And I, I mean, it's hard to tell what down it is, but he's definitely got to work his way back to that ball. Uh, and it, I mean, he's not big in regards to thickness, but he's still six three. So I mean, he's, he's still his frame is still big enough to where if he's working his way back to the ball. You know, he can still shoot off the defensive back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So let's just let's just move on from him, and I'm gonna get into Curse, uh, Jermaine Curse, who I think actually runs some pretty some pretty good routes. I, I like Curse. Yeah. Uh, looking at some of the measurables: six one, two ten, twenty eight years old, seventh year in the NFL. Um, last year with the Jets, he had sixty five receptions for eight hundred ten yards, five touchdowns. I uh, I laughed at people who they he, they he got traded for Sheldon Richardson a second round pick, mm-hmm. um, or or sorry, the Seahawks traded a second round pick and Curse for Sheldon Richardson. 
And people are like, oh, this, this guy is a bum. He's just an average guy. Didn't really do anything last year. He was also like a third or fourth receiver. And the playoffs, that one gave me like a hundred and something yards. Like he's right. <laughs> so I don't know. So no, Chris, no, Chris can play. I mean, see, the problem, but that's kind of the problem with, you have to understand what their role may be, you know, in the offense that they're in. And so everybody's not going to catch a hundred balls like Fitzgerald or Julio or, or, you know, Brandon Cooks. Everybody's not going to be the main guy like that. You've got guys that are going to be 60, 70 ball guys, 30, 40 ball guys, 40, 50 ball guys, and that's just what their role is. It doesn't mean that they can't potentially be uh, the 80, 90 ball guy or the 60, 70 ball guy. It just depends on what their role is in that offense. You have to, you have to be mindful of that when, you, when you're watching teams. Yeah, especially in uh, Seattle where they were a run-first team. Uh, right, and, exactly. And, exactly. And, and exactly. didn't have the offensive line to, to block. Uh, right. For, for really anybody. Um, but so I'm, I'm just, see where he is here. Uh, so I think he's, oh, he's in the, he's in the middle. He's, he's a, th- a three by two set. He's the inside slot here. You can just call him number three. Yeah. Um, so I, I like this route one. It's, it's keekly dropping into like this, this hook zone again. Uh, and I like how he is running vertically and then he knows that Keekley uh, is going to get on that route, so he gives that that hesitation inside right there, that little right. uh, that yeah, hesitation inside to, to get Keekley to drive um, on that route, and then he opens up his hips again, runs vertically, and then gets around Keekley like that. So instead of just, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to run vertically, then try to work through Keekley's body, which you're not going to do, he gives him the hesitation to, uh, to open himself up to cut a little bit deeper into the route. So really nice route there. He's not hit for it, but that's a good route there. Yeah, no, it is a good route. And, I mean, if you, if you – watch Carolina enough, you know, they play uh, whether it be a lot of two or a lot of three, something like that. And usually Keekley is a guy either running with the seam. Uh, you know, I'm sure Keekley here, looking at the down and distance, he's, you know, expecting whether it be, you know, all hitches or some kind of smash hitch concept, you know, which is what he's playing. And Kirsten, that's, you know, it's he's been in the league, like you said, seven years. So, Chris has a good understanding of what Keekley's trying to do. Gives him a little hesitation, you know, Keekley bites, and, you know, he is open. You know, like you said, he, he doesn't get hit on the play, but, but you know, that's part of, you know, being, you know, a good route runner and that, and that veteran savvy that you want. You know, once you get mm-hmm. into the five and six and seven-year range between the league, and, you know, that's a good example of that. That's how you find that that good film is you actually have to watch all the plays where, like, right. I don't know if you go on – See, like, and it's like NFL.com, if you just go and you just type in a player's name, it only shows the plays that they were targeted or caught the ball. Right. Um, so it takes – I have to watch a lot of film to get little little freaking plays like that. Um, but, okay, so going through uh, – this is another play against Carolina. I think I watched specifically him versus Carolina to get some uh, film for the show too. But uh, he is number two right here. Just call him whatever, you know, slot if you want. It's a three by oh, – my thing is black. Uh, three by one set, another gun set. And I like – I like this play too because he gives the hesitation and the DB, you know, shoot, he shoots that that inside arm which is locking his his hips a little yep. bit. But I yep. like that little club arm over. Yeah, move to get like, yeah. Right I like there. the hands. Yeah, I like the hands. I like the like the swim or the up and over, whatever you you know. Some people call it, but I like I like the hands, and that's you know that's you know a veteran move, and that's someone that I'm just, you know he's got his move, and you know he's got a counter move. So his plan coming up was okay. I know I'm getting pressed. You know, I give him a stick outside. Uh, you know, probably watched, you know, the DB and, and knew his tendencies. You know, he shot too early. So now, you know, I'm clubbing hard, working my way, you know, working my way back inside. You see you see the left hand on the elbow. So mm-hmm. now you, you keep the hips locked. If a wide receiver gets the hands on a defensive back's elbow like that, 
and you're and you're shooting and your hips are already locked, now you're even more locked. It's almost like putting a you know putting a double you know putting the, the deadbolt on on the door. So now yeah. you got the bottom lock locked, and now you just deadbolt him. Now he can just cross his face and get into the route. You know, he does a good job of doing that. Yeah, and also with that with that uh, outside arm too, with like that whatever you want to call it, like an arm or a swim, uh, he's also clearing his hips too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's it's that's that's a good route too, and then he, and then he stacks them here. Yeah. Uh, and then breaks. So he's not just coming into that, that break automatically. Once he beats him off the line, he's stacking and then breaking, uh, which gives him another advantage as well. So yeah. uh, good route. He's in the re- like, He's a good route runner. He's just not a Julio Jones type of guy who's going to blow you away with athleticism. But in terms of being like a smart guy, a Z type receiver, he's going to go over the middle, run good routes, get smacked in the mouth. Um, and be willing to take it also who can block. I, I think he's, I think he's a, he's a solid, definitely a solid number three for the Jets. So I, I, I like him. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, just because, you know, he he has that that veteran presence, and he understands, you know, you can tell that he understands positioning in regards to his body position and the defensive backs, you know, body position, and understands leverage. So, I mean, even look here, I mean, mm-hmm. he gives a little push, which is fine because it's not extended, but he gives him, you know, the fade, you know, gives him the, the fade look. The DB is too high, so now, bam, you know, I stick my foot in the ground and come back to the ball. I mean, that's, you know. You, you know, that's hard to cover. And, that, and that, you know, that's just part of that veteran savvy and, and being able to run, you know, run precise routes. The, the receivers are allowed to cheat nowadays. They, they don't get touched and they can they, do this. But, I, you know, it is, yeah. it's, it's, it's smart. Uh, he's able to get that hand in there. And, like I said, just throwing that defensive back a little bit off of where he is, it's right. enough room in the NFL to open it. And, like, maybe, yeah, with that, with that outside foot, maybe he could have turned it in a little bit more. He was going to break to open up his hips. But at the same time, he still got open for, for a touchdown here. So, uh Another another nice route by him, and I'm gonna bring up two more plays of his uh, his route running just to kind of just hammer home that point that he's a, a good route runner in my mind, um, and if, I guess from what you've seen as well. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. So at the this is the top. He's at the top of the screen here, and the defensive back is I, maybe his heads up playing outside a little bit again. Uh, looks like it's a cover three. Um, you see this defensive back on the bottom of the screen, which is I believe is true font. Um, or maybe it's not a cover three. Um, that is a weird watch. See, it's weird how, how this defensive back on the bottom of the screen is cheating out so much here uh, from Robbie Anderson. Maybe he expects Robbie Anderson to break outside, but then he follows Robbie Anderson. So maybe it's more of a cover one. Let's yeah. See how, see how yeah, yeah. yeah, cover one. Okay. One. Yeah. That's, that's a weird leverage for that, for that DB. To, he's never going to get him inside. But, uh, no, no, no. He, he's not. You know, usually, usually the way that we would play, especially like stack routes or – or, you know, we call something like triangle. So, uh, you know, you play, you know, first guy takes first inside, other, the outside guy takes first outside. First in, you, first out thing. Yeah. yeah, first in, first out. Yeah, you just, you know, come board like that. But true fun needs to be – he really needs to be more head up, you know, just in case the outside, you know, uh, the outside receiver does run an out route, he can still play it. But he needs to be more – he needs to be squeezed in more. Yeah. So he, he can play that route. It would, it would make sense, like more if they're like this, like with this three, like tight wide receiver set, like trips. If if they were playing like like Jambo, uh, where Jambo to me is just the, the first guy uh, plays the point, and he just presses him, and then these two guys right. first in, first out. He's playing it out right. Yeah, but uh, he he's playing way too far outside because, like, I know I know with uh, drag routes, what you like, what they usually keep it, it teaches a like air quote, like jet stream where you really want to get onto the, the, the back of them to avoid that traffic in the middle. But he's not able to – he's not even close here for Anderson. Yeah, he's, but yeah, he's not even close. But, he, but, he's, well, he's, but he's deep enough where he can get over top of everybody, though. Like he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't even have to worry about the stream. He can just – if he just slid over, 
to mm-hmm. a more head up position uh, as soon as you know as soon as that is curse at the bottom right as soon as he, he goes on the drag route you know he's right there now he's just going to come down yeah. and make the tackle but you know at least he's there to, at least he's there to make the tackle as opposed to being behind like no, so yeah we're actually talking about curse who's on the top of the screen say okay. what happens when we just uh, get lost in football conversations like jambo okay. first and first out <laughs> but uh that's why i i love i love having guys like especially you know you and eric are just you guys are great um but so the, so the top of the screen, I say just heads up, maybe a little bit outside, but unless you have like that other view, it's, it's really hard to tell exactly, but I would say a little bit maybe more outside. It looks like that they're that yeah, he's play, yeah, he's playing head up outside. And if you watch his feet, if you watch, if you watch the way that his feet are shuffling, yeah. he's, play, he's, trying to, he's trying to play head up the outside. Yeah, so yeah, so you said it's a, it's a cover one look, and I like how uh, Curse comes off the line of scrimmage, and he's not even necessarily selling the drive phase that well, but I like how he's, he's attacking that outside leverage, which, which in turn gives him um, the inside because the, cor- the corner's not keeping his hips square to him right there. He, he opens right. slightly outside, so then he takes the inside and he, and he pulls himself through right there with, right. That, with that hand. So he pulls himself through, and he's, he's open deep, but uh, he, doesn't, like, again, he doesn't get hit here. Um, yeah, no, he's no, – he's, well, I mean, he's definitely open. That's a good job of attacking the leverage. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot. You know, just because the DB is – he's so in tune to keeping his leverage outside, it only took, you know, a step and a half to really, you know, get the DB to, to open his hips and he can pull himself through, get inside. And really – he really at that point didn't have to run. I know that was in the play to run the go route, but he really had his pick of, you know, routes to run at that point. It could have been a slant, could have been a curl, could have been a dig. It could have been anything. You know, he, he definitely created that separation, you know, just by understanding leverage and, and being able to attack that. Yeah, so on this play, this is like one. This is one of my favorite plays of him. Uh, let's just. Uh, this is a. I don't know. Is that a ta- okay? So this is another like three by one. So I would call it probably probably a gun set. At least from what it looks like there. But uh, again, it's good because he gives he gives a hesitation and the defensive back actually keeps his hips square for relatively long, um, and he's trying to like squeeze him to the outside here. I at least just get his hands on him. But the the cornerback is leaning a little bit, where he's leaning to him a little bit high. And Curse mm-hmm. is playing a little bit lower, so he's off balance right there. And I like that he's off balance. And you see Curse with that inside arm right there, shoves his hand into the defensive back, whether it's a chest player or the armpit, and yeah. just throws him over right there and, and giving himself the inside. Uh, and he catches the ball too. So, yeah, no, that was, no, that was a great play. Especially you got the DB leaning on him, mm-hmm. and, and as you said, Curse knows where he wants to go. Yeah. You know, first of all, I look, like they're playing two man, and DB's too high anyway. But uh, you know, Kirsch does a good job. Even though the, the defensive back is in him, he's already he, – once he gets into him uh, a little bit earlier right there, Kirsch already has, has the advantage because just by his body position and because the DB is high, he's got the leverage already. So now it's easy for Kirsch to just stick his hand on his armpit, you know, toss him, you know, toss him out of the way. He can cross his face. He does a good job of throwing him. Getting back, getting the other arm back underneath to clear his hips, so he can get back into the route and make the catch. You know, that's 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 an excellent route. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's that veteran that veteran savvy that people talk yeah. about. So I, I really I, lo- I really like seeing that that play from Curse. Uh, pretty good hands, and there's times where he does have some drops. And uh, in terms of weaknesses, like well, I guess we can uh, recap that. But I'll I'll just show an example of those um, of those good hands right here. Uh, and this was uh, this was against the Patriots. This this catch actually got him a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's on because they had like a, I guess like a you know in his contract whatever it was uh, forty catches. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I think it was catch. I think it was actually yards. Sorry, I think it was it was either catches or yards here. But you could tell he wanted this this uh, this money here. He taxes he he attacks outside and just gives that hard stab outside. 
Um, and he gets inside, but it's, it's more about the catch here. The defensive back actually plays it, you know, relatively well, even though he does, he does bite a little bit outside. Um, but he has the, the athleticism to get back inside and, and get right on his hip. Um, but, and the goal, the goal post blocked a little bit there, but that's a, that's a nice catch with a guy. No, that's, that's a great catch. Yeah. yeah. That's how, yeah, that's how you snag it out of the air. I mean, that's, that's why you, you know, the emphasis is when the ball's in the air, you want to poke the ball out of the air because the DB does, he has his hand, you know, he almost has his hands in the, you know, in the pocket, uh, to where, to where the ball is going. But, you know, Curtis does a good job of, you know, snagging the ball out of the air and plucking it out of the air and making a check, making a catch and bringing it in. You know, that's, that's why, you know, wide receivers are drilled, you know, pluck the ball out of there, pluck the ball out of there. You know, you got to be, you have to go up and, and be physical and get the ball, you know, out of there and attack the ball yourself, you know, to let the ball come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So just like overall, and we'll just do a couple more plays of uh, him. And like, like I said, when you got to go, you just let me know you got to go. And uh, if I have to wrap up the other guys, I'll just speed through like I did last time because people are okay. more interested about the guys at the top of the roster anyway. Uh, so like overall, well, you know, you, you can do, um, if you want to do like one more and then put on prior, at least so, so we can talk about him a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yes. yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, and this overall, like, I think, you know, he finds soft spot in zones. Uh, he, he knows how to use the defensive backs leverage against them. He's a willing blocker, good routes, good hands. Uh, like that hundred thousand dollar catch. I wish I was able to catch a ball for a hundred thousand dollars ever in my life. <laughs> uh, he's willing to go over the middle and he can get some yak. Uh, and this is a play. Yeah. This is just some, this is some yak. Uh, and probably it's like a cor- corners are over. So this is probably a man looking to cover one or you know, whatever it may be. Uh, or even like two, man, you know, two man, but or, yeah. So let's see. This is like that ability to go over the middle and just like be smart yeah. and some of that, some of that toughness. He knows that defensive back is coming. He's able to avoid it. That little like uh, kind of like a like a jump cut. And so he avoids that guy, breaks another tackle from number twenty here, and then runs. This is where the speed comes in, though. I want to see him get to the end zone here, but uh, he's not able to. He's He's not the fastest receiver in the world. But. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's not the fastest, but <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's just not. You know, that's just not. You know, you know the you know an advantage you know or a huge part of this game. But being able to beat you know beat press, uh, you know, understanding who he's you know who the defensive back is and playing against him. You know, he gives him a little move, hesitates off the line right there. DB jumps outside, bam, he breaks the route. You know, and if you look, if you watch how he bends his routes in when he's running the slant. It's more, you know, he sticks that foot in the ground, and it's at more of an angle. It's definitely more of a forty-five. So, bam! So now he sticks that foot in his, sticks that foot in the ground, and he's on a straight line. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah. now, now he's creating more space right there. If you look from where he made the break to where he's running to where he's running the route, he created like another yard and a half of space. You know, just by running the route, you know, running a precise route. Yeah. Able to, you know, pull the ball in, and now at this point, you just play ball at this point. So now miss tackle, miss tackle, and so now you pick up extra yards. No, that's you know that's you know part of being a veteran. You know he, him, you know, and the understanding that he has attacking leverage, running the right routes, you know, bring the ball in and, and, and picking up extra yards. Yeah. So let's uh, in terms of the weaknesses, you know, I don't I want to bring up any plays because you want to get into look at some of prior explosion. You see that a little bit. He lacks some of that some speed, some quickness. He's a little stiff in his hips a little bit at times, but still he knows how to get open, so it doesn't really matter that much as long as you're Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, when, the thing is, when and because of where he is in his career, you know, the seven years, some of the things that he may not have, you know, just because he's learned, like he knows, like he knows how to go, how to combat that now. So he may be, he may not be as quick as the DB he's facing, but he understands that, okay, well, if I take his leverage, I can still create a little bit of space, even though I'm not as quick as he is. 
So he, he's in that point in his career now where, you know, he underst- you know, he has a better understanding of, of route running, how to attack the, de- you know, the defensive back and how to get open. You know, that's, you know, and that's what you, know, you like to see in your veteran, veteran receivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's a mental game. It's, te- it's technique. Everybody's a good athlete, but you, right. you have to have that technique. But yeah, he's, like I said, he's not Julio, but he still has enough ability, obviously. He's in the NFL. Um, so let's talk about uh, Terrell Pryor, who I watched his film and I wasn't impressed um, just by some of the technique work. Uh, but let's get into two. I'll, I'll put in two of his strengths here. We'll get into the weaknesses. I don't know if you disagree with me that he's uh, that you don't really love the player, but overall, you know, he's six three, six four, like two fifteen. He runs fast and all and all of these things. He uh, he has some speed. He has some size. He's a good yak. And this play just like showing some of that yak. This is like a this is a, a full house pistol set, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a veer. Um, at least from from what I see, because he's reading that. It's yeah. And it's actually it's kind of weird how this because you think he's reading this, you know, the the emol, the end man on the line. And um, but the this this guy coming across the formation here blocks him. So I don't know if that was supposed right. to happen, but he's reading him at the same time. So it's kind of weird. But uh, so if he's able to get out, you know, bend this a little bit Wait, around. And block yeah, he, side, he he's just giving he's just giving the look of RPO. I mean, that's that's you know, and we okay. see some of that. We see some of that as well where they just give the look. So now you want to make sure that 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 end is crashing down. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you try to see what the end is doing. So if he's crashing down, so the guy that's coming across blocking. Okay. You know where you know it makes it easier for him to attack him. It's just a different look. You know, it's okay, just cool. you know, it's smoke screen. It's not. It doesn't even really do anything. Cool. So yeah. yeah. If you're enough, yeah. <laughs> that's what, yeah. That's that's what I was saying. Cause, yeah, it's a, it's a smoke screen. But if he, you know, if he's going to attack outside anyway, then then he's going to hand the ball off to the to the runner inside. Right. But if he's crashing down, you're going to pull it anyway. So right. Where, where if he was able to to get around here and kind of like you know like uh, alley block and he blocked 53, then it's a bigger play. But regardless, this is just to show his, uh, his the yak and some of the speed and the ability to, to get around the edge and uh, some of that like height, weight, speed type of deal. So that's good. And I'm going to show another play of that. But like I said, I watched the route running and um, there's a there's – yeah, no, 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 yeah, he's going to be way behind that route running. I mean, he's just yeah. – I mean, he, he's one of those guys where they're going to have to really work with him, you know, just because one, you know, physically – you know, he has everything, but he's going to have to work, you know, on his route running just because of how big he is. So now he's going to have to work on keeping his hips underneath him, being, you know, so he can be more explosive out of the break. And, and you know, he's going to have to figure out what kind of game he wants to play. He can't play the quick game. So he's going to have to play, you know, he, he's going to have to play a little bit of a physical game. And I think he has enough quickness where he, on some routes, depending on what they are, he could, you know, probably play the quick game, but they can't be his main you know the main, you know the main thing in this arsenal. So. Yeah, this is another yak type of type of deal. Or he beats he so he, he beats the corner because Maxwell was just not a good corner. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But so, <laughs> and like I, I always have like prefaces by saying, yeah, obviously I'm talking to an ex NFL player, and I'm not good at football because I'm not in the NFL. I played in high school. That doesn't mean anything. Um, so I'm not like saying, oh, he's a bad player. Yeah, that guy could kick your ass and play better than you. Yeah, no shit. Like, I know that. But in terms of like compared to N- other NFL players, I didn't really like yeah, Maxwell's yeah. game. You know? yeah, so, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really like Maxwell's game. Either. One, one, he's – I think he's – I mean, he, he's not square at all. I mean, as soon as on, – on the initial step, he's already opened up and he's locked out. Immediately. So, immediately. Yeah, immediately. And then he's shuffling, he's shuffling back trying to stay over the top, which is fine. 
because I teach playing over the top, but you want to stay square and you want to almost, you want to, you still want to be able to get your hands on the guy and stay mm-hmm. on top. I mean, here, I mean, it's the same as if he, if he was playing outside leverage and he just opened the gate, it's the exact same thing. You know, so it's just, you know, he's just going inside. And now he's opening the gate, he's locked out. Terrell, I mean, Terrell does a good job of, of selling the outside, gives him, you know, a couple of hard steps, and it's nothing spectacular just because nah. Maxwell gives it to him, but he's able to get inside and make the catch. And, you know, and pick up big yards, which I do like. You know, I do like that part about it because once he does get the football in his hands, you know, he's an athlete. So now he can, you know, he can run, he can make plays. He can break tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's no different than when he was playing quarterback. You know, now he can just be an athlete and, and go make plays. Yeah. Now with the and I don't like like you said I don't think the route's like the cleanest. Um, it, it's, I'm not a I'm not a big fan. I don't think really think it gets too low. And with that with that back foot too, I, like I said, I don't think it's opening it enough to give his uh, his hips the ability to turn inside. And maybe that outside foot could be a little bit a little bit farther. Farther up, so I don't really think he's able to create a lot of exposure. Like inside, yeah, it just needs to be under underneath him a little bit. If yeah, if he's out, if his outside foot, you know, if his hips under a little bit more and that foot's a little bit further in, mm-hmm. that'll allow the back foot to be, you know, he can open up a little bit more, you know, coming out of the break. Yeah, you know, they, they go ahead, they go hand in hand. So that's that's why I always say you want to keep your hips underneath you, and once once your hips are underneath you, then it allows you to be explosive, you know, going either way. That's you know that's one of the things that he has to work on. Work on. It's small, you know, and the play is still good, you know. But you know, when we're talking about being a, a precise route runner and you know being a more efficient route runner, you know, those are the little things you have to work on. As tedious as it is. Yeah, and he comes into like the that step too, like a straight leg, too, which not really uh, like like allow you. It kind of yeah. like locks you up a little bit. And like right. I know there's there's some coaches. Uh, Billy McMullen's a guy I I uh, you know look at his videos a lot and like. Let's say if they were running just a uh, a post, like if they're running on the bottom of the numbers here, or let's say even with the middle of the numbers, uh-huh. even with the numbers, that that stab or not that stab, that uh, the stick where you're breaking off of, like it, he wants it to be a little bit outside of your body framework, but just not too much, but a little bit more right. where it's not under your knees exactly where you you can create enough explosion off of it. But with this one, and, and, and depends on the coaching. There's there's millions of different coaches who like different things different ways. Right, right um, exactly. But regardless, of what it, it just it, it's not a, it's not that clean of a break, but it's the yak. It's the yak that um, I like on that. So yeah. Um, but let's go. So in terms of the strengths, like I just said, speed, size, yak, high pointing balls, the vertical jump is absurd. Sometimes he's able to com- uh, contort his body in the air, you know, very very well. Uh, make some crazy catches. I, I think he had one in the Jets camp the other day. Um, that was pretty absurd. But going into some of the weaknesses, unless you want to talk specifically about other strengths, and I'll, I can pull them up. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think he comes into his, house, his, his uh, routes. I think I almost just said house pretty high. He knows house pretty high. <laughs> That's yeah. not a good thing. Um, <laughs> guys are getting in trouble in the NFL with that right and left. But um, so regardless, but going to some of the some of the weaknesses, like I said, coming in the routes high, doesn't open up his hips too quickly. Doesn't sell that drive phase. You're gonna see some lazy routes. Uh, yeah. And I think this is this is it too. Where like, I don't know if you're a defensive back here. You're not. I'm not threatened by all at all by that by that drive freeze right there. Um, right. Because he. I mean. Because honestly, even though he's a long strider, he still doesn't give you the impression that he's he's running upfield. Yeah. Look at his you know shoulders. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's straight up. Like he's you know really just kind of gliding off the line. So in the DB plays it right. Like I'm just gonna stay in my pedal. You know, you take the initial re step, and once he breaks, you know I'm on it. You know. Yeah, take that T step. Right. Yeah, you know. So, you know the, 
you know, he, he's got to be able to – and he makes a good catch. I, I mean, I like that. But he's got to be able yeah, to sell, yeah. sell that more coming out, you know, coming off the line. Uh, and that's just something he's going to have to work on. You know, and he's raw, and we understand that. And, I mean, he really – he hasn't been playing wide receiver, you know, for that long. You know, but the, there's going to be a lot of work in regards to him running routes. And, the, and his routes are probably going to be limited, to tell you the truth. Uh, you're only going to see so many routes because he's not able to run the other routes, you know, as effectively as he probably – can you know with two or three so that's yeah you know that's probably what you know what we're going to see you know from from Terrell Pryor because he's so early you know mm-hmm. in the stage of route running and understanding what he's doing when, he, when he's you know when he's out there yeah what he's trying to attack and the leverages and yeah. stuff and yeah, uh but but, but but the ability is there I mean we, mm-hmm. he's a freak of nature no doubt you know he's just he has to be able to sell it understand why and I think having somebody like Curse there Curse can even even though Curse you know, you know, when we're talking about body frames and even athletic ability, you know, they're two totally different people. But, you know, some of that savviness, you know, and, and that creativity that Curse has when he's running his route, you know, running his routes, you know, he can share that with Terrell Pryor. You know, Terrell Pryor can kind of look at that and, mm-hmm. and be able to use, you know, what Curse is giving him and, emulate, you know, and put that into his game as well. Yeah, I just showed the same, basically the same exact thing we just talked about with that previous route. He's not really selling that drive phase, but I know you have to go in a little bit, so I just want to get through some of the other stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, so it's – yeah, he's just – that drive phase, you really need to sell that. And I think he's at the, the – okay, so he did that. he's at the uh, – yeah, yeah, no, he's right, he's right here. So it's a, just like oh, a okay. twin a twin oh, set, twi- a tight, like, twin set uh, gun. And, again, like, so he's, he's running an outbreaking route, and – He's going to the inside where the defensive back wants him to get, and he's making himself work back through the defensive back. Where maybe if he was to drive off the line of scrimmage, attack that leverage, get the defense, uh, defensive back to either open up or backpedal a little bit more, he creates space or uh, space for himself outside. But I don't yeah. th- like this route. I'm not a fan of. No, no, and, and it's, it's a. I mean, it's really it's kind of a lazy route. Like he's just yeah. running and just running out here, just because. And this is just with me. I'm not as tall as he is, but if I'm his size, I'm running vertical initially. Uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's probably a five or six yard route. I'm, and I know the DB is sitting hard inside. That's fine. Well, I'm going to run vertically straight up the field, and I'm almost going to body the body the DB off of me because now you know if the DB wants to hang around, hang on me at this point, and I've got you know I've got him pinned you know to my inside. Okay. Now I can either use a slight hand or my elbow or like shoulder or something and create that separation when I'm running the out route, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it does. Yeah, yeah, in this case, you know, he's just kind of running into the guy and running the out. You know, it's – I mean, it's a lazy route. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to tell you the truth, I didn't like the route, the route concept either. You got two, <laughs> two five-yard outs running right next to each other. But, you know, you'd like to, you know, see him be able to use some of that. It, that comes with time. You know, he's going to have to learn how to do that. I think the only concept that I'm sure – I wish I could get to your play, but there's probably tons of concepts I don't know. But I know that the only concept with, like, two outs is, like, the tear concept where you're running the two outs and the, the vertical route. Right. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, didn't, I don't love it either. And there's some concept I see. I'm like, I have no – I'm not going to try to label that because I have no idea. No idea what it is, right? No, it's just, it's like, <laughs> I've, I've been, so, so I've been doing this for basically, like, two years and really, like, reading books and trying to teach myself. Um, but, yeah, it, it takes a while, especially when you're learning by yourself. I have no – professional training so um yeah, it, t- it takes a little bit but again here and so for me what i see the defense i think this is cover three replacement where with any like with yeah. any like uh like crossing route that safety yeah, jumps it the corner jumps yeah. it replaces yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah so 
Uh, I see cover three replacement here, and it looks like they have a little bit of miscommunication where this defensive back is not driving over the top. Um, but so there's a little bit of miscommunication there, but I think that's what the, what the call was, cover three replacement. Uh, yeah, no, that's what they're playing. The corner, once, once the wideout makes that in cut, especially from his alignment, if he's already that tight, I'm already sitting outside, okay? Once he starts bending in, my – my head should go to one automatically. Mm-hmm. I should start yep. getting width and depth, and my and my eyes should go to one. I shouldn't be looking back at the quarterback. Yeah, and and, this is, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, exactly. And like this is this is why I love doing this show because one, I learn a lot, and actually it helps me to learn by teaching the, the people who I who I who I listen to the show. Uh-huh. Um, but like the showing people the differences between like people know cover three, yeah, that's great, but do you know like? cover three buzz, cover three replacement, cover right. three cloud. You know, like I like showing that stuff. So, right. so he runs, you know, he's able to get open here on this route. He doesn't really do anything spectacular. He just, he's open because I think this defense, this defensive back is accept, uh, yeah, expecting that inside help. Right. But the problem here is where you see those legs, you see that speed where he gets open, but he drops the ball. So yeah. he, and he has some drop issues. I, I, I saw that a lot. So, um, you know, grand scheme of things, it's only a drop, and I just, you know, fun talking about the defense. But uh, any thoughts here before I move on? It's like two more plays, and I'll let you jump off. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's just that's just a concentration issue. And if he's going to be – if he's, you know, the way that he, he sounds like he wants to be a good wide receiver in his league, the, that's – you know, when the ball – when you're playing wide receiver, you have to, A, expect the ball every time, even though you, when you think you may not get it or you know if you're not going to get it. But two – you have to be you have to be able to look the ball in and catch the ball consistently. That's just particularly on something like that. You know, that's a wide open, wide open touchdown. You got to make that play. You yes. have to make that play. So so on this play, uh, and I've heard a little bit about. Uh, you know, I actually I guess just like recaps about like I have notes here. Uh, doesn't attack the ball in the air. We saw that even on those last the two plays I showed before. He doesn't really extend his his uh, arms to the ball. Drop issues. He lets the ball get to his body. Some lazy routes, as you saw before, he's lazy at blocking a couple times. I think when he knows he's not like the, the first or second read, he kind of just just does what he has to do. Right. Um, but like this play, like I I I hated this this route too. He's on the bottom of the screen here. Yeah. Um. And the and he he just he's the defensive back opens up outside. He wants you to run outside, and and Terrell Pryor just does exactly what the defensive back wants to do. You know, give him give attack vertically. You know, give him a crossover to the inside, then back outside, do something. But he just. He just, you know, kind of just running the route, doing what he has to do, and the defensive back is able to play it easily. Yeah, he's just, yeah. At this point, he's just running the route. Like he, you know, and here's the thing that I've heard a lot of a lot of other good wide receiver coaches say. Even though if you're not directly involved in the play, like just do something, work work on something, even if it's during the game. Just like work on, like you said, he could have released vertically, he could have pressed him harder inside, and then work back outside. Uh, you know, or something like that. It just, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's running the go route, but what's to say if he doesn't give him a, a hesitation move or if he's stemming him inside, yeah. you know, and he creates his separations on the sideline, who knows if, if you know, Cousins isn't throwing the ball here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you always want to give yourself an opportunity to, you know, be part of the play. And here he looks like he's just running the route. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one more and then we'll let you, let you go. Um, I think he rarely changes his release. He doesn't have too many releases off the line of scrimmage that he utilizes, which we talked about before. It's important because people come to the to the line of scrimmage or the plan if you're doing the same thing every time. They're they're going right. to lock you up. Uh, he doesn't stack the wide receivers when he's going deep, which you need to stack them for obvious reasons. He doesn't eat up the cushion as much as he should. 
And then one thing we talked about that size, I don't think he takes advantage of his size in, yeah. in his routes. Uh, and he's not leaning, like you said, with that shoulder, with that hip, with that slight hand. He doesn't really take advantage of the, of the power um, he does have. I'm going to bring that up right now where he's not taking advantage of the – when I'm going through this, I have to like sort – I think I have like 58 folders of different players in their plays. So, uh, oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have an issue, man. I Listen – like I obviously go out with my friends and do you know go to bars and stuff like that. But when I'm home and I'm not doing anything, I don't play video games. I'm breaking down film. So, breaking down uh, film? No, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm doing. If I'm not with the wife, <laughs> yeah. we're playing video games and music, breaking down film. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, you uh, yeah. that's that's probably the most the, <laughs> the most issues in my life come from that. Why well, you know you're breaking down film again? Yeah, you know it is what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got. I got to see what the uh, what kind of route concepts the Browns are running today. Um, but so, and, and this and this play, like he, one is, he's not really he's not selling. If he was to come off the line right here, where the where I, again Howard's opening up his hips outside and like locking himself up right there, because he's spreading out wide. But um, that's I, I really didn't ever like his game. But if so, if, if he was one, he looks inside too. Carl Pryor in this place, so he's already tipping it off that he's kind of going inside. Cause he's looking at that. Which I don't right. like. But if he was to if he was to release vertically, he opens up those hips, attack them, and then right. that lean and break inside. He's gonna take. He's gonna create so much separation, and and he doesn't do it. He's tipping him off right there. That's that's a that's a tip off. And like like I said, if he was to get into him right there, he makes a lot more separation. And he does catch the ball here, or no, he doesn't catch the ball here. But we showed two where he did catch the ball. But you have to look at film and just say, okay, well, he caught the ball. It means it's a good play. No, not necessarily. Yeah, no. I mean, and and I'm with you. If he, I mean, once he once he got Maxwell hopping outside, he should have he should have straightened back up vertically. And now when you're breaking inside, I mean, you, you still have the ability to get back in. And even if Maxwell Maxwell is on his back, he can still use his body to catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? And he's got to look that in. You know, he's got to look that in. Yeah. So that's like, a catch, that's a catch he's got to make. We showed two plays before, like I said, he, he technically once he caught the ball, but the route wasn't good. He didn't attack the ball. You, like, you had to be taking, you had to be take uh, negatives and positives from uh, plays. And like, if, like I said, if, yeah, you're right. If he was just come off, get into him, break yeah. with, with some lean, he's, he's good, but uh, yeah. he, he doesn't do that. And like I said, he doesn't look the ball in, not too much explosion out of the, out of the route right there. But uh, all right. So, I'm going to wrap up the rest of it. I'll, I'll, I'll going to do it quick, but uh, Marcus, we're going to let you go. We appreciate the two and a half hours that you, uh, that you were able to give to us. So uh, like I said, breaking down film with the defensive back X jets, defensive back, especially uh, is fantastic. You have an open invitation. If you want to come to do any show after any game, you know, great win that the jets had the jets sucked this game. What were they doing? You have free, <laughs> free reign to shoot me a text and to say, you want to come back on the show because it's, for the most part, I'm solo. So, uh, yeah, let me know. And um, we really, really appreciate you coming on. Do you want, you know, you want anybody to check out any work you've done or anywhere they can find you that you want them to find you? Like any uh, details you want uh, people to know about you? Uh, I mean, one, thank you for having me on. And she just, whenever you need me back on or like to have me back on, let me know. Um, I'm usually pretty active. Uh, just, I mean, I don't, I just kind of got Facebook. That I don't even know how to. I'll take text you and tell you what the link is to that. <laughs> tell you the truth, but usually I'm on I'm on Twitter uh, patchmc42, which you know that. Uh, just I'm on there most of the time, and when football season starts, then I'll you know start being a little bit more active. Now that soccer's over, so I'll be back be back on it. <laughs> be back be back on top of it. But uh, cool. Yeah, just whenever you want me back on, man, just let me know, and I'd be glad to come back on, man. So I definitely enjoyed it. Awesome. All right, like I said, we really appreciate you, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll speak again soon. All right, appreciate it, man. 
All right. So obviously the great uh, Marcus Coleman jumping on with us. Uh, we had a just a murderer's row of people coming on. And Marcus, I don't know if you uh, you actually got to uh, close out your thing. So I think it's like the bottom right of your screen to hit end meeting to, to jump off. Okay, uh, let's go. All hey, right, let's cool. yeah, yeah. So like I said, we'll talk to you soon, man. Okay, man. Thanks. Cool. So um, like I said, great to have him on. It's just it's fantastic to build a breakdown film with a a uh, ex Jets defensive back. Now I get to talk to myself for a little bit. I actually got a YouTube video. Somebody, somebody commented on the YouTube video from. Uh, Last week, which I'm actually recording, so I recorded Eric McMillan Sunday. This is a Wednesday, but you guys are getting this, you know, a couple days later. Like, oh, great to see that, you know, this uh, this kid's lecturing a defensive back on uh, on coverages and stuff. I, I think it's more of just a conversation. You know, I I'm not gonna gonna uh, you know kind of like cower down to what they think. We'll have discussions. If I think I'm wrong, I think I'm wrong, and most of the time they're going to be right. But you know, it's a discussion. I'm not gonna just interview them. It's not one of those shows that I'm just gonna interview them. So. Uh, but going on to some of the weaknesses and stuff, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll try to do this as quick as I can because it's going to be like a three-hour show again. Uh, this ends up happening. We get into three players in two hours because there's so much. You can you could watch one play for, for 20 minutes and break the entire thing down. So uh, I'll move through the other guys pretty quickly. I didn't get into any curses uh, or any of curses, you know, weaknesses. And I have my other computer here so I can see some notes because um, I do do – breakdowns of 50 plus players so I can't remember everybody's strengths and weaknesses because I'm not uh, a genius where I can remember it word for word so uh curse we talked about some of those weaknesses being explosion speed quickness a little bit stiff at times but he wins anyway with technique he's not an overpowering or great athlete he doesn't always work the back to the ball of the play if I'm dropping dropping the ball because he doesn't work back to it prior we just mentioned doesn't attack the ball doesn't attack people's leverages doesn't drop his hips coming into or coming into the breaks in his routes drop issues Let's the ball get into his body. He's lazy at blocking um, and in his routes at times. Uh, just what we just recapped. He rarely changes the release, doesn't stack. Now going into Hanson, uh, 6'2", 202, uh, third round or fourth round pick of, you know, two years ago. This is going to be a second year, fourth rounder coming out of Cal. 23 years old, nine receptions and 94 um, receptions or 94 uh, yards last year. Uh, some of the strengths that I that I think he has, uh, he consistently sells his drive phase, which is important for reasons that we were just mentioning on the show. Um, so you want to see that. So I like that he's consistently sells his drive phase, and it looks like the same release every every time. Which, um, like Marcus mentioned, you know, that he's doing a dig, a curl, a comeback, whatever it may be, because uh, he's consistent with how he breaks off off the line. It's not like okay, well, he uses the same release. Using the same release and selling the drive phase are two different things. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a positive of his game. He, he consistently makes, um, contested catches, which is positive. I'm trying to find his folder right now. I don't know what the hell I did with it. Oh, there it is. Um, so yeah, like I said, with the drive phase, it's great. Uh, body control. I talked about that a couple of weeks with, with Scott, when he j joined the show and we talked about, uh, hands, I forget if it was episode one or two. Um, but he has like great, great body control and he's on the bottom of the screen right here and you're not really able to see the route, but it looks like it's just like a nine route. And we see some of that just fantastic body control where he's able to, one, high point the ball, two, contort his body in the air to be able to catch it and get his feet in, in bounds. He did get his foot in bounds here, which obviously in NFL it's two, but college he did what he had to do. What he had to do. So that's a great play by him there to keep his, uh, to keep his, his uh, feet in bounds. And we also, I'll just show that, that Saints play really quickly of, of him um, being able to make that, that catch that he did against Latimer where basically you're going to see on this play, he doesn't even necessarily win on the route. He's actually getting squeezed a little bit towards the sideline on the outside right here. I started the recording late, I remember. But he gets the outside here, and, and Lattimore 
should should play. He well, he should once this happens. Once he gets, uh, let's. Um, this looks like a. Uh, this looks probably it's probably a cover two. Yeah, I'd say it's cover two. It's hard to see if the rest of the defense with how they're playing it looks like cover two. Um, so if he's gonna curl the flat zone, and as soon as he lets him go outside, he should he should get on him a little bit more instead of looking back at the quarterback. But uh, Hanson high points the ball, hands catch, attacks it, is able to contort his body away from uh, Lattimore, which is not a mistake. Where if he was to come down right here, uh, where he is right now. Lattimore has the ability to punch through his hands and punch that ball out, but because he's turning his body uh, around this way, he's able to use his body as a as a shield um, to shield the ball away from Lattimore's hands. You see Lattimore going for the ball right there, but because he's extending away from him and using his body as a shield, uh, he's not able to. And he makes a great catch, body control, all that's good. Sideline awareness, uh, just bring up a play of, um, of that really quick if I can get back into Hanson's uh, folder right here. So this is another play where – the release, his releases need work. Uh, I don't necessarily like this release on the top of the screen here. He's, it's kind of just wasted movements. He's not really doing anything. It's just there's like hesitation steps, but it's just it's a little bit too much for me. He, he's going to need to work on that. Um, you know, if I had more time, I would break it down more. But again, he's he's tracking the ball, and this this that is a vertical man. That is uh, white boys can jump apparently. So great body control, catches the ball, high points at the DB has no shot there. He does not get his foot in bounce here. Almost does, but it's a little bit outside. But that's just another example of those, um, you know, of that body control. So you definitely like to see that. Uh, he tracks the ball pretty, pretty well, at, you know, over his shoulder, which is, which is good. You need to be able to track the ball, put your body in the best position it can to uh, make that catch. And we see him on the bottom of the screen here. Again, that little, little choppy release. Now, listen, it, 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 it works because it's against a, a college defensive back. A good defensive back in the NFL here, especially when he's trying to get his hands on you, when you're doing this, he's going to jam the crap out of you, and you're not moving, a good corner at least. Um, but the corner, the, he's leaning a little bit back. Like he's kind of sitting. You never want to shoot both of your hands. He shoots both of his hands, so his hips are locked right here. Uh, you don't want that. And the only way you're going to shoot two hands if you're an aggressive press, because if he was aggressively like a jump jam, uh, if he jump jammed them and got his hips in uh, and he shot two hands, he's locked. But, yeah, you knock the the, the, uh, the wide receiver off of his route stem. Um, so that that works. But when you're in a soft shoot, you never want to shoot two hands because you're going to have to turn and run, and you can't do that when your hips are locked. And he looks back to the quarterback, too, here. So this is not a good defensive back. But, uh, you know, I, I like not the initial release, but I like how he's able to see how he clears himself right there. He pulls himself through, so he, he deflects that inside arm of the corner. Um, pulls himself through right there. So that's a good, that's a good uh, hand. It's good hands. Not the best release just in terms of his footwork because, like I said, uh, a good um, defensive back is going to jam the crap out of you right there, and you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, so, but and this is the last play of him in terms of you know the, the uh, strengths. You know, makes some catches, contest, uh, contested catches. I talk about body control, attacks the ball well in air, sideline awareness, tracks the ball well. Um, good hands, decent speed, ability for forcing yak plays, and we're going to see that right here where he wins on the slant. And it's nothing crazy, just um, some, some nice speed. You see him some, take a nice angle to the, to the uh, end zone and get a touchdown, so that's good from him. Now, in terms of the weaknesses, I'm not going to put up a play. I'll just, I'll just tell, tell you about it because I won't make the show too long. Uh, route tree at Cal was small. He didn't run a ton of routes. Um, comes on a little bit high off the line and into his breaks, which we talked about before. You need to be over your feet to be able to, to generate as much explosion as you can in and out of those routes. Uh, and with that, too, being seven down to clean his footwork at the top of those routes, 
uh, and being a little bit too high, he, there's some dead time at the top of his routes where, like I said, drive, whether you're doing like a four-step stop, a two-stop step, uh, a catch and drive, or a, like a, a whatever I call it, a drop speed, uh, or yeah, drop, drop, drop break speed line, whatever the hell it's called. There's so many freaking things to remember, but whatever kind of route break you're doing, um, you need to come into it low. Uh, come low off the line of scrimmage and go lower into your route. And he comes high into his route, which kind of creates that dead time where you need your feet to be over your toes. I think he can come, uh, clean up some technique, which we, we saw me and Marcus talk about very, very small technical details um, that I need to, to see some more film with him to be able to break down or have more time to do it. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, those are some of the bad things. Ardarius Stewart, 5'11", 204, 24 years old, third-round pick last year at Bama. Last year, six receptions, 82 yards. Uh, he's a physical player, which is good. We saw that at you know Alabama that people like his physicality, and I, and I like that too. Uh, I wish he got some more run last year. The the thing that was really concerning to me was the fact that he was supposed to be that yards after catch guy, the guy who was going to be on jet sweeps and all that stuff. But uh, there there was times where JoJo Natson was getting used over him um, on I think it was a jet sweep I saw it. I guess the Saints. Like, what the hell is this? But so this is this is just like a, it's a screen. Um, play and again with that aggressive mentality he's not just running out of bounds here he's not just tiptoeing he's not just absorbing the tackle and falling down he's literally lunging he's, he's not even just putting his head down he's lunging into the into the defensive back and yeah he like makes the tackle but this is that that hurt the defensive back he didn't think twice about tackling him uh head on like that or even he's coming from the side but you know just putting his head down and trying to tackle our Darius Stewart that's that is freaking the definition of aggressiveness not even just put your head down, like I said, lunging at a guy. So I, I like his aggression. I also like some some other things about his game. He has some some that yak ability that I say. <laughs> Sounds like it's a one word, but just yard after catch ability. I, sh- I guess I, I, I should call it, but I'm always going to say yak ability. Um, and again, this is just this is a uh, jet sweep, and he takes a pretty good angle here. He knows that this uh, defender is has outside leverage, and he knows the the placement of his blocker coming out right there on the jet sweep. So he takes a hard cut inside and is able to get some yards after catch. You can see some decent uh, speed there. And like I said, if you're not, and I understand a lot of people, like there's a decent amount of people who listen on the podcast app, but you lose a lot when you're just watching or just listening. Uh, it's hard to envision all the things that we're talking about on this, on this show. Um, you know, you can't see the fact that I'm talking about a guy's, you know, foot not turned inside to be able to open up his hips. There's just no way to really envision all of that. So YouTube is the way to go with the show. Another jet sweep here from our Darius Stewart coming from the boundary side to the field side. And he takes some ni- a nice lane here. Again, he sees that cut block. He knows he can get around this, de- this defensive lineman. So he takes a hard cut up field. And uh, again, and this is, another, this is another nice decision right here. Instead of, you know, maybe trying to cut it outside or run to the left of this blocker, he, he cuts it up field, knows he's going to be able to beat this uh, defender coming from the inside here. So another Good play from him there in terms of being able to outrun some guys. He's a strong blocker. He's, he's pretty good with his hands at the line of scrimmage. I think he has some nice hand fighting at the line of scrimmage, uh, which is, you know, good for, you know, getting off of press and things like that. And he runs some decent routes. I'm not going to call them great routes. I think they're pretty inconsistent at times where sometimes they are rounded. But he did flash that, that ability um, to run some, some good routes. And, and here he's on the bottom of the screen. Again, he's, he's running this, this whip route. And I like how, look, you see how his, his chest is over his toes, which is good. And he's kind of like, he's not even taking like one, one hard step to, to cut back. He's taking two hard steps. So kind of like a, like a jump cut. Um, so that's, that's a pretty good route there. Keeps, you know, goes from, he's actually a little bit high, but he goes from 
where he is to, to very low, keeps his feet or keeps his chest over his toes and is able to break outward there. And he runs for some uh, more yak here. And I think I think he scores in this play. Yeah, he scores in this play. So um, another nice play from him there. Last uh, play I'll bring up of him is again just the uh, you know ability to run some some good routes from from him. And let's bring it up here. Okay. So this is a pretty good cut. I, I like that cut uh, from from our Darius Stewart here. And uh, I don't know what kind of coverage this is. Uh, maybe it's cover one, but regardless, this the guy on the top of the screen. It's hard to see without the rest of the screen. But I would say almost like a like another cover one hole, or maybe even a cover two, and eh, cover three. I don't know what it is, but I need the whole the whole tape for that. But this regarded the the top of the screen cornerback uh, is responsible for our Darius Stewart right here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna figure it out right now. Not not while I'm recording. But it's a nice break from him on the on this out. I, I like it. You see how that that in, that outside foot right there, what it talked about, it is allowing his hips to open up outside because it's pointed outwards. So that allows your hips to come around right there. Aggressive break right there. Nice, nice and low. Maybe a little bit out too far outside of his framework, but it's still a pretty a pretty nice cut right there. You, you can see it in, in full speed how how quick that looks, and it and it is pretty quick. So. There are some – he has some explosive legs. I, I saw that at camp, too, when I was there. So, But in terms of weaknesses, I would say at, at Alabama, most of his yards came from from Yak. So uh, he didn't run a ton of routes. It was a lot of screens, a lot of bubbles, a lot of smoke routes, end arounds, jet sweeps, et cetera. Uh, the routes were, are inconsistent. He had some easy drops. His feet are a little bit clunky at times, a little bit heavy on his feet. Um, and sometimes when he's running with like a jet sweep or something like that, he's willing to – cut horizontally instead of putting his head down and cutting upfield and, and taking that yard or two where he might lose three, four yards because he's trying to make too much happen, which you don't want to see. Andre Roberts, 5'11", 195, 30 years old, fifth year on team, 244 receptions for 2,911 yards in his career, two touchdowns, uh, 8.1 punt return average, which is pretty average. I would say over 10 is when you get into the really good guys. He's had 115 returns and two touchdowns as a punt returner. Uh, 124 kick returns with a 23.4 average, uh, one touchdown. Good speed, uh, pretty quick, decent burst um, out of his breaks and off the line. Decent hands, can get some yak as well. And he offers something as a, as a kick and punt returner, which I'll just bring up in a, in a second here, where he actually – I think this is a touchdown he gets against the – Oh yeah, it's a touchdown he actually got against the Jets last year, but there was a block. There was a block that that happened that I think was pretty irrelevant to the play in terms of the final result here. Um, but so the, the the penalty comes from this, this ABC right here. This block in the back. I don't really think it affects the play too much. I think he's still gonna get this touchdown. But I like how he burst upfield there to get the uh, this defender right here, which might be Rontez Miles, to uh, kind of plant and it allows him to burst outside of him. Um, or, you know, I guess uh, towards the hash right here. So he sets him up right here, sets up that, boom. Uh, sees this defender coming down. I'm pointing to the screen like you guys can see my finger. Um, he sees this defender, you know, coming coming down here. So then he he's uh, setting this guy up and he, and he cuts hard inside. Shows some nice, some nice um, ability there to break an arm tackle, some nice cutting. Uh, breaks another arm tackle from uh, Justin Burris, who should, should apparently play safety, even though he can't tackle as a corner. Um, and then he actually runs for a touchdown here. So he has, he has some nice uh, punt return ability. So he's going to be our best punt return of the Jets that probably had in a couple of years. Uh, I also think he, he runs some uh, decent routes, which I'll show in just a second for you guys. Uh, let's see. So 
Oh, okay, you guys can't see it yet. So, um, you know, top of the screen right here, I, I, I labeled it. Um, more for when I do Twitter, so people can, can see it. But when I do the show, I can't really explain it. But he's at the top of the screen right there. And he, he does a pretty good job. I think he's, he's coming way too high right here, so it, it is inconsistent. But I like that little hard plan outside. Maybe he could have eaten up a little bit more space with that. But good hands right there. where he, It's almost like a, like a club where he's hitting that, that – uh, you see that hand right there is on – maybe misses the elbow a little bit where you want to aim for the elbow. So if you miss a little bit down, you're going to hit the forearm, which still affects it, uh, or hit the, the bicep, which still affects the, the punch of the, of the defensive back. But he's able to, to clear it right there and then get inside. Um, so pretty, pretty nice right there, pretty nice hands. I like that. Decent cut even though he does come into the, to the route uh, pretty high, which you want to see um, improve at least a little bit. And then another play I'll bring up of him and his uh, route running ability is right here. And this is the battle between Ardarius Stewart and, um, Ar and uh, Andre Roberts. People like read Andre Roberts off. He's done nothing. He's been in the NFL for this long for a while. You can't just – people say, oh, yeah, veteran German, which, yeah, for a starter, you don't want it. But a guy who's a veteran German means he's good enough to play in the NFL. He's done it. Um, so – it's you know it's decent, but so here again, it's it, this is a this is a cover one look, and the defensive back is using the the shuffle technique, which I don't love right here because there's way too much room behind him. Regardless, he does it. Uh, Andre Roberts does that, and he's kind of trying to get into the blind spot, which he does, and he's still selling him deep because he's he's running pretty fast right here, so he's selling them deep, and pretty nice cut right here at the end, uh, where he's doing he's kind of let's see one two 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 step stop, and then he cuts inside. Um, so she's trying to cut in harder. So uh, pretty, pretty quick here. If I run it in, in full speed, you can see how quick that actually, that actually is. So he's able to get in and out of his breaks pretty well. And I, I like that about him uh, moving on to some of the weaknesses. Uh, he's not the cleanest route runner. Like I said, it's, it's inconsistent. Uh, and he also comes into his routes really high where he, he, he struggles versus press. There's, there's no way, there's no way around it. Um, but here, so this is on the, he's on the bottom of the screen here. Let me move my window so I can see it as well. Um, so he's releasing off the line of scrimmage and that stick with that outside foot, he's horizontal here pretty much. And you can't really cut when you're horizontal like that when your feet are horizontal. So I wish that stick was a little bit more threatening the defensive back and a little bit more up. So he could have broke harder off of it, but he doesn't do that. And the defensive back is able to, to stick on him right there. So, uh, some inconsistencies in his route running that I, that I noticed when I'm watching him on film. Next one is versus press where he struggles with press mightily, um, in my opinion, here at the top of the screen. Um, where He's playing pretty high right there. You see how extended his leg is. He's playing over it, but it's still, he's still pretty high. Um, you have to have a plan coming to the, to the line of scrimmage. So you see the deep – look out. Can you tell, before I even play this play, how, this, how aggressive this, uh, this, this cornerback is lining up? You pretty much know he's going to jamming here. He's, he's almost playing too, too far over his toes, so you know he's going to want to get into you. And he jams him uh, right off the line of scrimmage with that, like, strike and get back to the balance type of deal. Um, so it's only an outside. But you need to see him clear this. And, and it looks like he almost tries to rip it, but he's not able to get off of that. He, he lacks some, some strength. But I wish he was able to react a little bit to it because he reacts to it after it's already in his chest. And at that point, you, you lose. So some inconsistencies there. And then the last one I'll bring up of Andre Roberts. And then I'm going to try to blow through tight ends really quick because I did say it's a wide receiver than tight ends. We need to have like two shows or break up the shows, especially we're having Deion Simon for the next show to do a defensive line. And there is like 14 players I'm going to try to get through. So I either have to make it longer or break it up. I have to, do, I have to figure out something to do for you guys because uh, I'm getting through the first four or five players with, it, with these uh, guests. And then 
Uh, I just got to do the rest of it really quickly. But I guess people do want to know about the guys higher up and people who are listening still are the guys, you know, the diehard fans who really want to know about even the bottom of the roster type of guys here. Top of the screen, you can see how aggressive the, the cornerback is lining up, heads up, squatted down, re spring ready to load. Uh, he's going to attack, and he attacks uh, one, one hand to the, the inside jam. Uh, gets right into his hip right there before Andre Roberts can can react and get off of it. And he just doesn't have that strength to fight off of it. If I let this play go, uh, he literally doesn't go anywhere. He, there's no way he's he's winning on that play, and, and he doesn't. Um, defensive back plays it pretty well, and Stafford pretty much just – I think he just throws it out of bounds right here. So uh, he, need, he needs to have a better plan coming to the line of scrimmage here, especially when you see that defensive back is so far into your face. So get have your hands up. Like I don't like how he's also coming into it, to it with his hands low right there. You know the defensive back is aggressive, so have your hands up. Have your have him right by your almost by your chin, ready to strike, uh, and he doesn't. So didn't love that route for him. Um, moving on to another, you know, the tight ends. Uh, just in terms of the, the weaknesses of, of Andre Roberts, uh, he can get yak, but he doesn't break a ton of tackles. He can do arm tackles. He lacks uh, size of the line of scrimmage, and you know, getting off of those those presses and stacking. Uh, cornerbacks and into his route breaks and stuff. It shows that size. The releases off the line aren't that great. Uh, and as I said, he struggles versus aggressive press tight ends. Um, okay, so I'll make this as quick as I can. Chris Hernan, 22 years old, fourth round pick out of Miami this year, 6'4, 253. Has probably been 1A to, or 1B with Nate Sterling this year uh, in training camp as, as a tight end. He has some good bursts off the line. So again, some yak ability. Uh, Miami used him a lot on bubble screens and things like that, which is odd for a tight end unless you have that, that ability to come around for the catch. He played H, he played Y, he played in the slot. He will lower his shoulder to take on tackles. He has decent speed. He also works to, to finish off blocks, which I like when I see from him. I like players who are going to play aggressively and give you their full effort and not just, you know, oh, you know, sh you know shit, I'm a wide receiver. I, I have to block on this play. That sucks. No, he's, he's really going to. Um, to, to work at times, and, and I like that, uh, and I'm going to pull the play of, of his, his willingness to, to um, you know, finish those plays. Hold on, it's going to take me one second here. Okay, so in this play, he's, he's in line right here. He's a Y. That's in line because you're in line. Um, y. So he doesn't, he's not blocking the best here. I don't like how he's staggered like that. His hips are pretty much locked inside. If this, if this defend, this defender pretty much has the outside lane, uh, where if he was to swipe this inside, this inside or this outside arm of Hernan, he has pretty much a free shot to the quarterback. So I don't, his footwork isn't good there for sure. Um, but I like the ability that he, that he, that he's one, he's going to fight to get back on that block. He doesn't just say, eh, I'm beat and just, and just let it happen. So, he doesn't. He's not the cleanest blocker, but he's going to work to uh, to you know hold that block. So I so I do uh, like that. Even though there was very spotty plays of him not working too hard to block, which I do not like. But for the most part, ninety five percent of those plays, um, he he was good. So um, okay. So this is another play. Uh, he's again in line, right here, bottom of the screen to the uh, boundary side, and he's he, he works here. He actually this is. A pretty decent block. The only thing I don't like about his stance is they call this the the, the knees knocked stance, where your your knees are almost like coming together like this, and you can't generate full power off off of your legs when they're, when they're flexing out, almost actually like this. So uh, the knees knock stance had to go, but decent block uh, gets square to the to the defender here. 
uh, gets lower than him, gets some decent hand placement, even though maybe he should get a little bit more inside. But his, his, the defender's hands are pretty tight, so it might be a little bit hard. Um, but extends his arms, get a nice little push off there, some nice uh, nice little shuffle there, and stays square. So he's a decent, he's a decent pass blocker. And I talk about all the time, especially on Jet Nation Radio when I did that, how important it is to be a guy who could both block um, and who can run routes because, you know, you can flex out, you can flex out wide. Listen, if that linebacker follows you, okay, well then, um, you know, we're taking a guy out of, out of the, out of the box and we can run that way. If, if you flex out and the safety covers you, okay, well now there's a safety who's too small, 30 pounds on him, who I'm going to be able to run a route on and catch his ball. And if you, if it's just a running play in general and they don't bring a safety down into the box and he's not, they're going to keep him in coverage and you're just going to keep a linebacker on Hernan who is in line, uh, he could block a linebacker. So he could do multiple things for your, for your offense. Um, and that's why, like, Jimmy Graham versus Kronk is just – it's not even a comparison because Kronk is just offers so much more to your, uh, to your team. But going on to the last, like, strength that I'll show, uh, it's a decent speed, decent, uh, de- decent routes, and it is sharing. Okay, so it is sharing here. He's in line again as a, as a Y. Like I said, he played everywhere, but most of the plays I'm showing are, are as a Y. And – it's not. It's kind of hard to see because their feet are pretty pretty mixed up here. But you see the outside foot right here, um, come forward right here, and it and it he he's one he's dropping on it, so he's slowing down his momentum there, and he's also turning it out to where he wants to go, which is important. Like I said, hips allows your hips to to open up outside, so he drops on that, and he makes a pretty decent cut here. So like I said, I'm not gonna get too much into it because uh, I just got to run through as fast as I can. Um, weaknesses, I won't show any of them hand placement on some blocks it's too wide at times a little bit too wide the last one i showed uh had some drops at miami had an mcl surgery in november which you worry about a little bit some of the sharpness in his routes uh, struggles at times but he's been pretty sharp in camp so i'm not even gonna necessarily say it's a huge weakness it's just something i noticed sometimes he looks disinterested in blocking but uh that, that was few and far between now jordan leggett moving on to him uh, fifth round pick of clemson last year he's he, he's gonna struggle to make the roster at this point uh, he's been injured. He's not too impressive in camp. He's not too impressive on film. Uh, 23 years old, 6'5", uh, 258 pounds. Some of the strengths that I see from uh, Jordan Leggett, you know, again, he played H, he played Y, he played in the slot as well. He has uh, decent hands. He ran, ran some good routes, but it kind of like with Hernan, it was a little bit inconsistent for me to call him a good route runner, especially what I've seen at camp. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. Of, of his route running. I think he has some decent hands. Um, this is just a play here. It's, it's, it's more of like a YouTube highlight that you see where it's uh, not going to really show you anything other than the, the hands, but uh, this is just a fantastic grab. There's really nothing else to say um, about this other than him being able to outstretch his, his body uh, and, and make this catch, which is really, really nice. Um, so I like the hands, decent speed. He's, he's a quick, he's pretty quick sometimes, decent athlete, but it's just not consistent enough uh, but I'll bring up a play that shows some of that um, athleticism that he that he has. And this is more like the, the yards after the catch. This isn't necessarily even the uh, the route that he runs. But he is call number three. So when you hear me refer and other you know people on the show refer to, to one through three, it's one, two, three. The outermost thread is one working your way into um, number two to number three. So he's at number three right here. You can you know, call him flexed out Y or just an H. He's not even an H back point. Call him that. Just call him flexed out. Um, so he runs. It's not even a, the best route. It's actually pretty rounded. But I like the the. You'll see at the end right here where he's ten yard line, five yard line, 
and the ability to dive and stretch out for that. So he, he has some athleticism that I think is intriguing, but the problem with him right now for me making the roster is Chris, Chris Hernan can block Clive Walford can block Neil Soren can, could, could block a little bit better. And he's a, he's a better route runner than Jordan Leggett is at this time. And, Pile on top of the fact that Jordan Leggett's been injured so much. It, it, it's, it's not a lot for him to make the roster. He's a, you know, people say, oh, my God, you know, what are you talking about? The guy was a draft pick last year. He's a fifth-round pick. The, the Jets drafted Jeremiah George in, what was that, 2013 and cut him the same training camp. Jalen Saunders, all these guys. Uh, Shaq Evans, who I actually liked a little bit. But that's before I really even watched a lot of films. So it's, pre- it's a pretty uninformed opinion, I guess, at that point. Um, but, yeah, decent athlete. I'm gonna show one uh, of his of his routes um, right here. Good route versus cover two. I labeled it. Let me just pull it up. Okay. Um, so he is inside right here. Uh, call number two. I think this is a two. Uh, this is an empty set, so it's either three by two or two by two. It's three by two. Um, so the good thing about this route, it's not even it's not even necessarily the drive off it because he's coming off a little bit high. But I like how he notices that this defender is one inside, so he's using his peripherals only to watch Jordan Leggett. So if he comes inside, if he sees orange and white coming inside, he's going to jump inside a little bit. So Jordan gives him that so that you see the, you see them, the, the linebacker shuffle inside right here, which opens up space um, for, for Leggett here. And there's some route concepts where it's either going to be a post uh, versus, versus, like, I would call it like almost, it's almost like a, like a skinny post here, or I guess I would uh, call it like a skinny, a skinny post or a seam route. But you see a lot of defenses and offenses. If it's versus the middle of the field open, cover two, uh, you know, cover two type of look where that, you know, like I said, middle of the field open, that's what's called a mofo look because um, it's open. So you'll run a post versus that. Or if it's a middle of the field closed look, um, you run the seam routes where you're running in between those. If, they, if it's a, cover three you have those three deep zones so in between those three zones there's there's space in the middle of them so um you run a seam versus cover three or a post versus cover two it looked like this what this route kind of was just finding the open spaces in between those deep zones and this is a cover two look so we found the soft space right there so that was good um now in terms of blocking and we see the laziness in his blocking and it pisses me off because one is not even a good blocker um, and two, you see that it's just straight up laziness in his, in his blocking sometimes, which I don't like. I don't like players like that. I don't think you're going to win with players like that who give lack of effort. And here, um, so this is just one, he's not driving his feet. He's really not getting his body too much into this block. This is more of just a lack of power and not driving your feet. You know, don't, this is more of the, the soft stuff. You're, you're receiving the blow instead of delivering it. And the, the defender gets into him a little bit lower, ex- extends him out, and Jordan, like, it's completely thrown off the play here. So, uh, he's not a good blocker. He's just not strong enough. He's not willing enough. He's not motivated enough. I don't love the player. I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh, but and I'll, I'll bring up another example. This is even more of an example where you could really notice the the, the uh, lack of um, kind of just trying, I guess, at blocking. Um, I think I actually had another one that might have been a little bit better than this one. Let me pull it up here. Um, so, and this is a inside zone uh, read. So, and people call it read option, but is it a read option? And is that is it an inside zone read option? Is it a inside zone read option? Is it a wham read? Is it a bob read? Is it a boss read? Is it a lead read? Is it a kick read? Is it like people just say in like anytime you see a read option, people say, oh, it's read option play. There's like 30 different read option plays, but regardless, read option. This this defender on the the email, we call him the email, the end man on the line of scrimmage, whether that be a defensive end or an outside linebacker. He crashes down right there, so so um, Watson decides to keep the ball, 
and like it's kind of like a, almost like a lead blocker here, and you can see the effort. Just uh, man, it's just it, it's 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 really hard to watch sometimes, and I don't know if it's like him just being a distraction, but work through this, work through that defender. You know that Watson's going to be able to outrun him to the sideline and and work to get to number eighteen there. But as soon as he gets contacted there, there's no drive. But you could tell that they're lazy. It's just lazy, and uh, I don't love it. I wouldn't like to see him make the team. I think a guy like Neil Sterling deserves it more. Even a Clive Walford, who could do a little bit more than he can, but um. Yeah, the the lazy the lazy blocking at at time, most for most times I don't like it. Poor technique and, and power in his blocking doesn't drive the finishes blocks. He's a little bit stiff. Not a great athlete, uh, even though he does make some athletic plays. But it's he's not he's not really able to make a lot of catches outside of his framework. Even though I did show one of that, but it's few and far between with him. Um, I think he's soft. Uh, I think his routes are pretty rounded, especially from what I see at camp. That helps solidify it. Now moving into the next guy, who is Eric Tomlinson. Uh, I only have two more players to do, I, I believe. Uh, three. Okay. So move through it as quickly as possible. But you go, then you look at a guy who's the complete opposite, like I said, in Eric Tomlinson, 6'6, 263, uh, 26 years old, second year with Jets, first year with the Pats. I believe he was in the practice squad. Last year, he only had eight receptions for 121 yards. Uh, he gets good, good leverage in the run game. His hand placement's good. He's athletic enough to block on the um, second level, which I'm going to show in just a second here. So I think he's a, he's he's a guy who's who's not Jimmy Grant in terms of route running, but uh, he's he's good enough where he can do it, where he's not like a liability in in the uh, in the uh, pass game. Where he's, when he's in, you know it's going to be a, a run. Where for the most part you do, but he's able to to catch the ball. We see him have a couple of big catches and stuff like that last year. Um, so this is him uh, right here on the, on the the end of the line of scrimmage. He's a Y. Um, you can yeah, you can call him. I'll just call him a Y here. And I, I the thing I like about this too is, is he's not just he's not just squaring up this guy, um, and not driving him. But I like that one. He's getting his hands low. He has some good hand placement, hands on the shoulder pads. He's not allowing the defender golf. And maybe you can call it holding. But the good so, so the difference with holding is if you're getting into their framework and you're holding, where your elbows are tight like that. See if your elbows are tight like that, it's harder for the ref to notice. Now if he was extended and not chopping his feet and driving his feet. Um, and you saw the separation with, with his arms outstretched. That's usually when you see it here. But the fact that he kind of has like curled into his body, it's harder to call right there. So the athleticism uh, to block on the second level is good right there. I think he might actually throw a little bit of a swipe at his face right there. Um, so he gets frustrated there. He's a, he's a good blocker. Um, he can he block, you know, outside linebackers. He can block uh, defensive ends. He can block secondary players. And next one I'm going to bring up is him. Actually, I believe it's a it's an outside linebacker or, or a defensive end. But this is a this is a pin and pull play, and um, you can tell it's a pin and pull because usually for pin and pull there's different versions of pin and pulls. Um, but this backside line, the backside line is going to basically play it like a outside zone or an inside zone, um, where they're just going to they're going to block you know 90, 50, 10. If people know who that is 90, 50, 10. But on the, on the front side of the play, if you're uncovered, which Carpenter is uncovered here, and we'll talk about what uncovered mean, basically it's the opposite of like an inside zone or a zone play where, where covered would be heads up or in, the, in the, the gap to the play side. But for the pin and pull, it's the opposite where if, if he was covered, it would be on the gap away from the play side or heads up. So if, if the defender was here or here, he would block him. But because he's uncovered in pin and pull rules, he's going to pull here. So 
it's different than an outside zone and inside zone because the, it, the covered and uncovered are completely different. Um, but he's uncovered here, so, so he pulls. And I like that Tomlinson is, one, he's getting his hips out here to the outside to make the defender have to work through his full body and not be able to cross his face. So he takes a good angle there to block. And he's able to hold him inside. Uh, yeah, he's getting driven back a little bit. But still, this is, this is a defensive end right here. Um, he's able to, to, to hold him inside. And that's, that's a great play from him right there. So I really, really like that. Uh, he, like I said, he's capable in, in the past game. He has some strength. He's going to finish his blocks. I'll bring up one more of his strengths. So I'll move on to the next two players. Um, so next play, he's just he, – so he's right here on the end of the line scrimmage again. Uh, he's almost more like an H this play because he's not in line. He's a little bit back, so I call him an H. Um, he's like jumbo set right here. So, yeah, extra tackle, two tight ends, one running back. So, yeah, this is, this is a jumbo type of set. And – Again, hand placement, you see his hand, that one hand is like curled up inside right into the defender's chest plate, so that's good. Um, and he's driving him out. It's, look, he's not, he's not blocking me. Okay, well, McGuire's probably by me on this play, which, which looks like it's, it's a mid-zone. I'll call it a mid-zone. Maybe, maybe it's an outside zone. And for me, for mid-zone, so, so, so people can get it, mid-zone would be like the aiming point is on the outside hip of, this, of the tackle. Outside zone would be the imaginary seven, seventh uh, – you know, right around like the seven technique for the defensive lineman. So he's on outside or aiming for the outside hip of the tight end. And that would be outside zone. So outside zone, mid zone. If he's going like out this way, where this is his aiming point, you call that a wide zone. Uh, usually for inside zone, it's, it's, it's the B gap right here. So, so inside zone, it's the outside hip of the guard or the play side. Uh, tight zone is usually right up, right up the middle right here where your cutback options being either here or here and then a and then a belly zone is usually just right at the center's ass where you're either going to cut like backside uh, a gap or backside b gap so that's just that's the way i label things but you know i want to i want to teach people uh, for people you know uh, for people who don't know for people who do know you know uh, you've heard it before but i'm just telling the people who don't really know so they can learn a little bit but i like this kick out blocker right here from, from tomlinson driving his feet good hand position he knows that McGuire's probably by him, but he drives through the whistle. And I, I love that. You, you like to see that. Weaknesses doesn't offer much in the pass game. He offers some things, but not too, too much, obviously. So he's not an explosive player. He's not a great route runner. Uh, he's not Jimmy Graham, like I said before. He runs some routed routes. Overall athleticism um, is not great, but he's a blocker. So I think he makes this, this roster as that blocker. Moving on to Neil Sterling, 6'3", 257, 26 years old, going into his fourth year in the league. Lose with the Jaguars before the Jets. It came to the Jets, what, two years ago? Last year, six receptions, 82 yards. I believe five of those receptions and, like, 59 of those yards came uh, that last game against the Patriots. Uh, he has some decent bursts off the line. He sells his drive face pretty well. He's quick in and out of his routes, or decently quick in and out of his routes. He has some decent hands. He can block a little bit, not too great. Uh, he runs, He runs. Uh, I would say, like, decent routes. I'm not going to call them great. They're, they're decent in my opinion. So let me just bring up a play of him, do one more guy after this, and then I'm going to have to end this week's show, which I'm actually recording only a couple days after I did McMillan. But um, you guys get it late. So unless I like you, maybe I'll send it to you early. But so he is on the he, – he's in line right here, releasing off the blind scrimmage. He's the wide tight end. And it's – so I, I like that this defender is inside and he's coming off the line scrimmage, not just, you know, lazily breaking into the route. He's attacking the leverage inside, and then he cuts back outside. 
Uh, this is this looks like another type of mill, like depend, a route depending on middle field closer mofo look, and it's like a almost like a skinny post um, versus the, the cover two look at the, the the mofo. So I like the attacking the leverage here and then cuts back outside because the the defender you know shuffles inside to give himself better positioning, which is actually worse positioning, uh, and Sterling takes advantage of that. And he has some pretty good like he's he's pretty uh, not like too quick, but he has some athleticism. You see some tight ends run routes and you're just like is this in full speed? Like, is this at, you know, 0.75% of full speed? Like, what am I, what am I um, watching here? So, but this is a, uh, let me, I'm going to bring up another uh, Sterling play. And this is that, that speed drop break point that I, that I talked about before that I, that I forgot what it was called. And this is that type of cut um, where some people just call it like a, like a catch drive, but I think to be more, um, you know, precise, he's, He's a Y, uh, almost like the H right there. He's actually playing a little bit behind the line of scrimmage and like another uh, like maybe 12 personnel. I don't know if this is – this looks like an offensive lineman here, but they have some extra linemen in, um, only two wide receivers. So this is a decent route here because if you, you're watching here and then you, you see that one leg get thrown out, that's a stop step. Maybe I'd like to see that a little bit more, his hips to allow his hips to open inside, but that's that, uh, that's that drop. He's dropping on that foot. Next foot, break, break. And then next step is drive. Right there, you're driving. A little bit out of his framework right there. And then line. So drive to get you where you want to go. And then the next step is the line to keep you on that line. So decent route. Uh, and he gets open. So it's, like I said, not Jimmy Graham again, uh, just like the other guys, but still a decent route runner. I like his routes. Uh, I think he can produce a little bit. I think – in terms of camps and watching one-on-ones and watching all that stuff, I think he's the best route runner on, on the Jets right now. I think Hernan offers a little bit more. He's younger, some more yards after the catch. But in terms of purely routes, I, I think uh, Sterling has that right now for the uh, for the Jets. I'm just going to show one weakness of him, just so I could talk about his uh, his blocking. And he doesn't really finish his block sometimes, but he's still better than Jordan Leggett. Uh, he's right. He's right here, um, you know, in line again. And uh, actually next to Tomlinson, so the double Y tight end look. And he's coming out here to kick out uh, Stephon Gilmore. And you can see how he comes into this block. He's coming a little bit high. That he's not really under his hands. His hands are kind of almost like hugging him uh, where you, you know, you want to get low. You want to explode through him, block, uh, drive your legs. He's not really doing that. He's kind of just receiving it. Uh, and he doesn't really work to, through this block. So I think he's pretty – he's not a great blocker, but I think he's better than Jordan Leggett. So uh, – Neither, neither of those are, are those guys' strengths, or neither of those guys have that strength. Last guy, Clive Walford, uh, 6'4", 250, 26 years old, fourth year in the league, year one and two. He averaged about 30 receptions for 340 yards, uh, three touchdowns in each year. Uh, and then he got into some, like, ATV incident uh, where people say he didn't look the same. I think Jared Cook coming over to the team didn't really help him. That's what really happened, I believe. So he didn't get as many snaps. Uh, last year with the Raiders, he only got nine receptions for 80 yards, no touchdowns. Decent blocker. He's not afraid to to get dirty and block, which which I like. Uh, he's he's a willing blocker. Maybe not the best with technique, but he is he is a willing type of uh, type of guy. I'm just gonna show that uh, that that ability right here in two seconds. Okay, so this is like a like a like a chip type of block where you're not really fully blocking. Um, the defender, but you're just kind of knocking him off of their path to the quarterback. And he's literally just staring at the guy right here too. So that maybe Big Beasley should no, notice this and prepare for it better. But he has the uh, 
kind of the mindset to be able to, okay, I'm going to knock him off his spot, which he does a lot, uh, get him to the inside and make his rush effective. So I, I like that. Then he releases on a, on a route to the flat and actually gets the catch here. So he has an aggressive type mentality, which is good. Decent blocker, not afraid to get dirty. Good base, good leverage and blocking. Long arms, 34 inches long. He has some decent hands in, in traffic. He's pretty versatile. He can block in, in the second level. I think this might be the last play I bring out before I do, uh, I do wrap it up. But um, let's see here. He sets up his block in the second angle or in the second level, like I said. And here he is. Uh, he's like a flexed out Y. He's almost – he actually might be off sides right here. Um, but, okay, regardless, this is, this is him right here on the, on the line of scrimmage or a little bit past maybe. Uh, this is a this is a trips look a little bit more like a different of a trips look with the uh, Y tight end a little bit back almost like an H and then uh, the point man being a tight end and the backside uh, number one uh, tight to 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 him so um, we're gonna see him set up as this is what I'm talking about setting up the angle well where you're not just gonna he's not just gonna come in through the block right here and just run straight at the defensive back because the defensive back might be able to. To you know, if, if he defeat if he's coming straight at him through here and he defeats the, those arms, he doesn't have to work through the body. But because because uh, Walford is is taking that kind of like that uh, loop to the defender, he's setting himself up where he's his his body is physically between him and where the running back uh, goes on. Uh, I would call this I would call this a belly zone. So yeah, not a belly zone, a tight zone. So nice nice play from from him there to set up his angles well. Uh, and takes the defensive back out of the play. Actually, it's a linebacker. Um, but regardless, he sets it up well against, against that uh, strong side linebacker. So I like that play from him. Uh, in terms of weaknesses, um, easy drops, explosion off the line and out of breaks isn't the most impressive thing I've seen uh, in my life. Uh, average athlete, mm, rounded routes, that, that type of deal. Uh, obviously, when you price for the Jets, these preseason breakdowns, I'm going to do a crap load of them. So the Jets actually play. Let's see. So by the time you guys hear this, so this is actually what, what's today. Today is the 8th. This is a Wednesday, so I'm going to release this a lot of days later. So it's probably going to happen with preseason because I'm, I'm trying to do two shows. You guys have seen that I came and do a two-hour show in two hours. A two-hour show takes me three hours when I break down film. So I'm not going to be able to do that and recap the preseason. So most likely for the preseason, you guys are going to be getting two shows a week from me. I'll, I'll do a, a recap of the game. I'll break down the film from every single game from week one through four of the preseason through week one through 17 of the regular season. I'm breaking down film for you guys. Every single week, I'll, I'll have the, the film breakdown of that game. Uh, something else I want to do, if you guys – so I'm, I'm going to test this out see how it does. Uh, for the people who do listen or you are listening this late, obviously you're a big football fan. You like the show a lot. If you want to email me, um, I'm going to create an email. Actually, just so what you're going to do is email uh, Blewett Joe. If you want to spell my name, it's B-L-E-W-E-T-T, Joe. I hope you know how to spell Joe. Uh, T-O-J at Gmail. Send me, mes- send me messages there, if, or, or you're going to tweet me, uh, JoeRB31. If you want to have me answer specific questions about Scheme, if you want to see – an example of a sale, uh, you know, a sale concept or a mesh concept or a crease concept or, you know, a tear concept or a tosser concept, whatever it is, I'll try to find the film. If I can't find the film exactly on that, because it takes, it takes hours to watch that, to, to find that exact play, but I'll come on, I'll explain it to you guys. If you guys want to ask me questions about people's best fits in an offense, uh, anything, any film-based questions, or even if you want to ask me, 
hey, does Ardarius Stewart make the roster? I'm going to most likely start doing a, um, a YouTube exclusive where I'm going to take mailbag questions and I'm going to just answer them uh, throughout the season. So I'll start releasing some of those. Like I said, it's not going to be a podcast, just a YouTube type exclusive where I'll come on and answer questions. So Blue at Joe, Joe, TOJ at Gmail, email me there. I'll look at it as much as I can. I'll try to answer questions. Uh, Once I get enough questions, I'll do that. But if I get one, two questions, I'm not going to do that. I got to make it at least worth my while. So, uh, you know, when I get like four five, six, seven questions, I'll do a little like mini breakdown of those type of things. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, JoeRB31. I hope you guys appreciate uh, the show. Uh, If you are listening this late, takes you five minutes, literally five minutes to go onto the podcast app. Uh, give us a review, you know, tell us what you like about the show, what we can improve on. Maybe the shows are a little bit too long, whatever. Um, give us a five-star rating. Four-star is acceptable, kind of. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do this. As you guys see all the film that I break down, I have to record it, analyze it, set it up, cue it up for the, for the show. So it takes, a, it takes a lot of time. I watch a lot of film. Um, but so if you can take those five minutes out of your day to, like I said, do that, write a review for us. I, it's more appreciated than everybody knows. I, I really do get excited when I see a review. And it's a good review. Uh, and then go on YouTube. If you don't have YouTube, you don't have the po- podcast app, vice versa. Go on to YouTube or podcast, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us greatly. Um, it helps me out. I can get, you know, better quality show. I can get maybe better background instead of a freaking you know, yoga mat or whatever behind me, blocking the light out so there's not a glare on this. Like it just, you know, uh, maybe I can do a couple of shows a week. Maybe I can, you know, whatever. So maybe get better guests. Even though I don't think we can get better guests. As I said, we just had Mark Schofield on, the quarterbacks. He wrote a book about quarterbacks. He's a quarterback guru. Defensive back, extra uh, defensive back on the Jets. Defensive rookie year, two-time Pro Bowl to break down film on defensive backs. We just had um, Marcus Coleman on to do receivers and tight ends. Next week or, you know, yeah, when you guys hear the episode next week or the next episode, um, it's going to be uh, TJ, TJ Barnes doing front seven with us. He played you know, defensive uh, line for the Jets a couple of years ago. So we're, we're having tons of guests. With the, when it comes into the season, I'm going to just be doing the uh, – I can't do player breakdowns and breakdowns on the film of the games. It's just way too much, and I'm kind of recapping all the positions right now, so I don't have to do that. That's why the, the shows are a little bit extended. During the season, I'm going to try to keep it at two hours. Um, per show, maybe a little bit over, but you know, I'm going to break down, uh, not play by play, but I'm going to break down a lot of plays, you know, maybe 10 to 20 to 30 plays of what happened, why it happened, what's wrong with it, what concept it was, why it worked, why it didn't work, what coverage it was, cover three replacement versus, you know, cover, cover one jump versus cover four cut versus cover four czar. I'm going to break it all down for you guys. Uh, we get really detailed on the show. So I appreciate everybody for listening next week, TJ Barnes, front seven leave those reviews follow me on twitter jorb31 subscribe on youtube turn on the jets type that in you'll you'll see the logo subscribe to us there uh you're greatly missing out if you don't if you don't watch the show uh, but we obviously appreciate the listens as well uh send those emails blue at joe toj at gmail i'll answer questions as much as i possibly can we appreciate everybody for listening and we'll be back 52 you know, weeks a year, consistent content. There's no other place you're getting Jets film breakdown like this or even people who are talking about films like this. It's just – it's not happening. More of the shows you hear are hot, takey, yeah, this is a good play. Okay, you know, why? You know, what happened? So this is the only film show you're going to get. This is the only show you're going to get. Um, for the most part, I'm not trying to be, like, too full of it, but uh, really consistent 
um, viewpoints and knowledgeable viewpoints based on film about it instead of looking up stats. Stats are important, but stats don't mean a lot. They really don't unless you have the backup of the film. So uh, I'm not a big stats guy, but you can throw down stats all day long. But if I can show you that a guy's a good route runner, there's nothing you can do uh, with stats to tell me he's not. So not a big stats guy. I'm going to give you film-based opinions here. I've seen it. I've watched every, every game of most of these players, especially the big, bigger up players. Some of the smaller guys, I won't. Like, I'm not going to watch a, a full season of Clive Walford to talk about two plays with you guys. Um, but I have, a, good, I have a, a pretty good understanding of all 53 players on the Jets roster. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you uh, appreciate me doing the show for you guys. Send those emails, get in those reviews. And we will talk to you again, sure, I'm soon.